1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to episode number 46 of Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, why don't you examine your life choices? Audition, side jobs, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, dreamers. Rory O'Malley here. Thank you so much for listening to Living the Dream. My guest this week is Nicole Parker. Nicole has a killer story about being in Into the Woods in high school. You will not want to miss that story. Um, I'm going to remember it forever and be telling it as as theater for folklore for the rest of my life. Uh, she's a theater person, but she ended up getting into the comedy scene, into improv and sketch, and then got on Mad TV. And all of a sudden she was in a TV show, but she grew up loving Broadway, and that was her dream. So she got to make it come true with Martin Short in Fame Becomes Me, and then got to be Elphaba on Broadway and on tour. And so much of her story is getting to be a part of both of those worlds, comedy and Broadway, and kind of having to decide between one or the other. And I really loved getting to talk with her about how she made those decisions and how she continues to make those decisions. She's just so darn talented that it's been hard for her to kind of stick to one because both the comedy world and Broadway love her and have given her opportunities. Um but it's very interesting to hear it from her perspective because it's been difficult. You know, the grass is always greener. When you're doing one thing, you want to be doing the other. So, listen to this really in depth, great conversation with Nicole Parker. Thank you so much for being here, Thanks Nicole. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> We have a lot of connections. Oh my God, so
0: many. We, I mean, Beth like Crosby. Beth Crosby. Yes.
1: Yes. And She's then, my friend
0: from high school. Yes. Oh, right, A
1: friend from high school. You guys grew up together in yes. Orange County? in Irvine. Yeah, that's right. Irvine. hmm Wow. And so did, did you go to, you went to high school together or you were no, just in the same? No. It was
0: it, three high schools in one city all connected by the same long street that went all the way across from the end of the town to the other end of the town. And, and that's what I love about it is that like... Three high
1: schools on one street? Yes,
0: but like miles apart. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, but it yeah. is funny. You could drive down Culver and literally hit all three. And University High School, which is so... Cleverly named because it was next to the University of California, Irvine. It was just university, so uni. Uni. And we were like the academic school. Woodbridge was like the athletic school. And Irvine was kind of like all around great. And they had a really great drama department. And it was such a thing that like all the drama departments would go to each other's shows. And it was such an event. I was just down there, obviously, the other day. And I was like, God, I remember this. And I remember going to see Beth in shows. I remember she was... um, Adelaide in uh Guys oh my and God, Dolls. I bet she killed that. And I had a huge crush on the guy who was playing uh, at that time what was his part? Cuz he was in Charlie when they did that play, you know, about them Oh yeah the, yeah yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, Charlie's aunt. Flowers for Algernon. Oh, No oh, no no, yeah, oh, that's right. That but okay. they so how would you know that? They called it Charlie but it was Flowers right, for Algernon. Right, right. Okay. And I was obsessed with him and like Beth knew this and it was a whole thing. And uh, <sighs> like he looked like Robert Sean Leonard and that was like my wow. that was that was yeah. the, the penultimate Uh, guy for me. For sure. So it was this whole thing, like, they come to see our Into the Woods, we go to see their guys and dolls. It was like, it was just the most exciting thing ever. And like, Beth to me was like, she, you know, she's tall, dancer, glamorous, and was so cool. Yeah. And like, she drove, she had her own car. I didn't have my own car, so she had a Honda that always smelled good. Yes. That part of Irvine was like a little bit, um... I don't know. It just felt like the coolest part of Irvine. Oh. Irvine High to me was like the coolest you place came from to go. The wrong you side of the track. Just the nerds. It was just a bunch of <laughs> nerds, nerds who were taking AP classes and right,
1: right, right, right. could not play football. You, the right side of the track. <laughs> That's right. If you depending on how cool. you want
2: to look at it. Yeah. yeah.
1: No. Beth uh, was uh, at Carnegie Mellon at I the same know, time I
2: was. I know. And
1: I. She was. A, she, she was a senior when I was a freshman, and she was. She sang every day a little death and oh, a little night music, okay. and she like. Killed it. You know, yeah. she's just so so funny. And um, when I moved to Los Angeles and didn't know anyone, we were both in the same show. Jesus' uh, Kid Brother, a 99 seat yes, <laughs> theater yes. show. And I remember it was like, you I think you would either already come out here or you were coming out here at the same time. You like oh, stayed with okay. her while you were auditioning. That's
0: that's right. I totally remember that. Yeah. Mad TV, well, right? because we were doing a musical together in what is now the UCB Franklin space in oh, LA. Okay. It okay. used to be called the God, Tamarin Theater. Don't know where I just pulled that out. Wow. Of. Uh And it was a written by a Second City uh, director, and it was a spoof of uh, Romeo and Juliet. And she played... M- 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 I played Juliet, and she played Lady Capulet. Oh,
2: my God. So it was
0: really great. We got to be in a show, like, all these years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they they took that show and they did it at Chicago Shakespeare and I did it once and then she did it the second year and met her now husband yeah. doing it which is so sweet. Yeah. Who else do we have in, well probably I mean look anyone but Well,
1: my husband went to IU. He did? He did. He's a, he was a singing Hoosier. He was a singing Hoosier? With
0: Hoosier? Brent. What? Yes, with Brent. Real? Yes. Okay, well, I lived with Brent. Real.
1: I know. Oh, I know. My word. I know. That's We've never connected <laughs> about Brent, but I've, but this. But I was like, I told my husband, I was like, Nicole's coming over to our house. Oh my today. god! And he was so excited. He has Wait, a lot. Wait, that's
0: of, great. So then we just missed each other, or he was there when I was there, or right uh, when I left.
1: No, he he graduated. Yeah, I'm, older. I'm yeah. I'm but he was there with too. Brent. I think they might have crossed over one year. However, wow. the IU singing Hoosiers are like, uh, when you get to New York, I mean, oh, Gerald yes. isn't even a performer and he moved to New York yep. because all of his friends from the singing Hoosiers right. were moving to New York. Yeah. So I think that he became friends with a lot of those yeah. folks uh, who are the singing Hoosiers, which is We're not big...
0: quite, we don't have quite the strength of the Carnegie Mellons uh, and the and the U of Emers. <laughs> Listen. But there is a nice little network of singing Hoosiers or hooting network. seizures as they used to call us at the music school. <laughs> All the opera singers hated us because we were just the loud ones. Right. But who they, had seemingly had no technique. <laughs> just plant just, your feet and go. Right. But,
1: but I've watched many a uh, 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 video of singing Hoosiers. Oh, I've never Lord. gotten to actually go to a show. But, I mean, the amount of dedication Oof. and love and effort and yeah. like, it, it, and there's so many of you on a stage
0: oh yeah and Chattarito. I mean if you look back at the pictures it's like Elizabeth Stanley and me yes. and like it's 90s fantastic where like all of us are out uh, on the town um, at like Cincinnati because we did the Cincinnati Pops and it's just everyone has the same uniform black leather yeah. jacket choker and like dark cranberry <laughs> lipstick and just white because you know yeah. you grew oh, up in yeah. that Midwest Midwestern winter and there's, I just have these memories of like no one looked good in the dress we were all very doughy you know <laughs> it was it was, mid- it was whatever you yeah, know we were ordered... all happy yeah we were happy <laughs> yeah. we were happy and we felt yeah. good about ourselves yeah um Imagine that we were good enough, yeah. uh, and then just I remember just being in places like Evansville, Indiana, and you're like getting ready in just a random choir room, putting on like tights when yeah. the last thing you want to do you just want to be in sweats in the dead of January, and yeah. you're just putting on tights, yeah, and, and old character shoes and yeah. going but out that's and like, singing. And songs. Songs. that's the
1: culture of there. I mean, it's also like because so many of the did you do show choir when you were in high school?
0: I didn't. We didn't have that. We didn't, did have that. I'm I'm didn't have it. I you, uni didn't have that. I
1: know we didn't have that in Ohio, and yeah. my husband. Did, though. And I think it's very big in Indiana. Yes. And I remember when I met uh, Gerald's mom mm-hmm. the first time, and she, I said, I'm an actor. And she, I said, but I never did show choir. And she said, well, then how did you get into acting? It's <laughs> like, what? I mean, that's like... The that's two, the, the, the only way. That's the only it's way. the only, only gateway. To the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> To being an actor is through show choir.
0: That's...
1: Um, but that's how Amazing. seriously it's taken. Yeah. And, and, and you guys... I found
0: that out when I moved to Indiana, and I was furious. I was like, what... I, You know, because I mean, it was it was that thing where we didn't have guy singers. We'd, I remember right. me and my friend Eric Shelley would go into the um, basement in my dorm on Saturdays because that's when everyone was going to the football game. Yeah. But we stayed because that was when no one was in there and you could sing a whole new world and there was great acoustics <laughs> and no one would bother you. That's Perfect. because to me, I was like, all I want to do is sing with men, Brent, because we just didn't have that at yeah. school. You know what I mean? We just yeah. didn't have it. So it blew yeah. my mind. But I was like, wait, this is a thing that's treated seriously by high schools across the country. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. We didn't have that. Well, we I went to an all boys school, so it would have been a little, Oh right. a little lopsided.
0: Although I did have far. an intense, well, we'll get to it. I have a very intense uh, teacher in high school, so I got plenty of drama anyways. Yeah. Of-
1: you mean oh, like yeah. in terms of like drama and... Uh, you like would have thought he
0: was Wayne Salento. Like literally really? the way that he treated our school was right. like he was... He was... Yeah. Wow. I mean, but I, you, you drive this train.
1: No, tell know. me. Tell me drive about train? it. Drive train? I think high I'm high mixing my metaphors. I'm driving the
0: train. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's fly the You're car You're in charge. That's all I'm trying to say. No, tell me, tell me about your high school experience. You had somebody who was re- uh, a teacher who was really intense.
0: Yeah. Um, and... uh I you know it's funny I I named him I named him last year I was doing a thespian thing with uh, Barrett Foa last year Is yeah that, like because I didn't even think that guest was a thing on living the dream. that's right and um and I told we were supposed to tell a story about high school and like bring pictures yeah and then someone later and I told some stories about Mr T I'll just call him that oh. um and people were like oh I have have worked with him I was like oh shug I, I better <laughs> watch my mouth yeah um yeah like I grew up going to the high school. Place because my sister was at first we thought my sister was going to be in like the business because yeah. she took classes at this great place out called South Coast Repertory. we sure. Well, now going backwards, but sorry. No, yeah, it's um, fine. It's, it's a great regional theater. It won the Tony one time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of great stuff has come out of it. So I was really lucky because that's where we both took. We, you, they, had a, they had a young conservatory players program, wow. and so you and they did three shows a year for kids by kids. Right. So I was doing that stuff like when I was eight and nine and ten. And then if they needed us in like the main stage shows for like the Christmas Carol or sure. the Crucible or whatever, I was a crazy Salem witch, at ten whatever you really? know. But I was working with uh, Equity adult yeah. actors, and so. I, from the very beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is something that you can do for a living," and right. and I also learned how to be professional backstage and learned everyone's strange warm ups backstage, you know. And um, so by the time, so I really wanted to go someplace real high end for for high school for theater. I was really excited that. In our town, they had a, a school where this man was very, very, you know, highly respected. He had like a reputation for being really difficult, yeah. but also put on great shows. And so I'd go with my sister when she was going to the to uni, I would go as a kid. and um, And then I got there and... His, his his M.O. was that he threatened to cancel every single show three times. Once was the first day of rehearsal. Twice was, like, during tech. And then the night before opening. Which is funny because it's a school-sanctioned event. There is no canceling yeah. it. But again, I'm telling you, you would have thought that he was Bob Fosse, like, literally on, you know. And he right. was shrouded in mystery. Like, he supposedly had a lover that had, like, died and left him all this money. And, and um... And he still looks the same. Like he has jet black hair, and he's very put together. You know, Right. the man doesn't age. Is he still,
1: he's still. No, at he's it? not. No, oh, okay.
0: uh, he, I think he works at a, like a community college now. Okay, but um, he would have this way of he'd put the fear of God in you. You know, and he would like rent sets that were like professional. Ter- you know, it's not like yeah. come on down. I've got some paint and I'm going <laughs> to build a tree for into the woods it's like right. no, oh we rented into the woods from like Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera you know right. what I mean
3: it and, and then
0: would like say that you know we weren't grateful and he would refer to himself in the first uh, person you know what I mean and <sighs> as he was talking to you you wouldn't know that he was going to zero in on you like he'd be like Looking away from you, he'd be like, "And I don't care if you don't think that this makes any sense, Rory." And then (laughs) be like, "You know, just like the fear of God." Yeah, and um, and just like you know, was just demanding and and uh, and again, yeah, rented and like we did the King and I. He like cast like thirty kids, just like you're supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> there were like thirty children. Like in our
1: children.
3: Yeah, for,
0: yeah children. For oh that when they all come in and bow, da da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. He played the whole entire piece. not no cuts whatsoever. Again. <laughs> like wow. it was the Lincoln Center for I mean,
1: Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> like I feel like you have a lot of uh teachers who are you know, so many wonderful drama teacher professionals, but mm-hmm. sometimes they're like living out a dream Oh, that's exactly of what he was one hundred
0: percent. Yeah. You know. And uh and it just became this. You know, it became a, obviously more of like an in joke. where it was like, oh, crazy, you know. Yeah. But there was a there was a very dramatic moment when the three high schools tried to get together and do like a joint production of Sweeney Todd because we were all obsessed with it. And we sure. would, we knew what everyone would be cast as. Oh. And we like had to apply for a special grant like to the school district and everyone was behind it. Right. And, and all of a sudden like we had like our first rehearsal and then all of a sudden it was like done. And we were told by him that it couldn't go forward because it conflicted with the show he was doing. And we're like, he killed it. He killed our production just And it would have been so brilliant. Can you imagine what dumb gums yeah. were just like, no, we're like, we know enough about musical theater. We've seen the PBS special with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know how to we, do it, which would have literally there, yeah. just been doing that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god no my, my friends and I in high school we used to cast every Sondheim show with all of our friends Yeah, just a dream cast and we'd be like we can probably put this together somewhere you know we can get the money oh yeah you know never and, happened
0: and we did Into the Woods and of course I think it was my. I probably did shot for shot what Joanna Gleason did and oh, she yeah. was my hero one of my heroes at the time yeah. I mean and it's just so not original to say that you know when you're growing up like I'm the only one who discovered this video and then yeah. everyone says it when you're in your yeah, 20s yeah. you're like no 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 that was, that was no, mine no, no. that was mine right I wore my it's like oh, everybody. Me. Yeah, um, but, we but isn't it have... funny how seminal that is? That was literally the only it thing. It. it was that and the Sunny in the Park with George, and, it, and then the Sweet Todd. That was it. like it. Yes. So it was all Sondheim, yes. which is amazing. I know. You know what I mean. And that
1: used to be what they showed on Bravo. Yes. That's what Bravo. That's You're why right. it's called Bravo. <laughs> it was like the only theater arts. It's
0: not oh man Bravo. It's yeah. not that guy now. <laughs> I know. I hate that.
1: It drives me crazy. It's yeah, not. Me too. It's not like like I'm not saying I. I mean, Bravo is on my TV all the time. Fair enough. Look, I I'm not would here to love judge. love for it to be called something else because yes. it, it breaks my heart when I yeah. think about Inside the Actors Studio, which, hello, basically, what am I doing here? It's like my own version of Inside the Actors yes, Studio. Yes, yes. You know? And and the arts were on it all the time, or like yeah. really good movies and yeah. stage productions. Yeah. Pippin. Pippin right. was on there all the time. That's right. Um. But yeah, we, we now now there's different ways for people to access, mm-hmm. you know, social media has really changed things. Yeah. And, you know, but for us, that was it. That's all we had.
0: That's all. Yeah, that's all we had. And so, and of course, you know, of course we've, we you know, pushed him to do it. Like we have yeah. to, do, even though it is so difficult. Oh we did it in college She was like, this music is impossible. You're asking high schoolers to do yeah. it. Um, but the fun fact about this is that A, our shows were reviewed. Again, he had we a review. Of, yes! From the local, like... Irvine Irvine World News was the name of the oh publication reviewed like, who's that guy who's the guy that's a critic for high school shows now that yeah, that's a good story that's but um, a that's a whole show but um, no it was just it was a, it was an, a notable production uh, for the fact that we had a tower that Rapunzel was in and she was a very tall basketball player uh, named Sherry and her wig was tied onto a little piece that I was supposed to yank off as the baker's wife right. and one night I <sighs> when the reviewer was there I yanked and it didn't come off off and I yanked a harder time and then it didn't come off and then um I pulled it really really hard walked stage right in time to turn around and literally see the entire tower fall to the ground it caught scenery on the way down oh. it sounded like the world was ending my <laughs> god is, I feel like your mom and my mom would get get along while she's from Detroit she's a good midwestern gal yeah. she said later because she was in the audience she's like and wasn't sherry good she just rode that thing right down I'm like what was she supposed to
1: <laughs> she wrote that. She didn't thing. fight it.
0: She didn't fight it. Gravity was what it was. I don't know what you're talking about. She had. She didn't have time to be like, what should I do? She it yes landed. She yes landed. She almost landed in the orchestra pit. There, um, I mean, it's it's insane. I turned around and I looked at the girl playing Cinderella, who is now hilariously my sister-in-law, oh, but at my best my friend God, at the time. She, and I was like, I didn't know if they were going to go on, right? Yeah. I was like, would we, there was just silence. And then there's that moment where you're like, I can try to make it look like it was supposed to happen. I think I went, oops. <laughs> But she wasn't moving. So then, Carl Stensky, this big sound guy, comes running down the aisle, gets on stage, gets her up. She looks at the audience and goes, "Bye," and then walks off. And they called the firemen. And literally, she's having to explain to them she's out of it. She's like, "I fell out of a tower." They're like, "What's happening? Oh. Why is this child?" Wait, um, did the show keep going? They did not stop the show. Is what that. I'm telling you. I ran. I looked at the at the conductor. Oh. No one stopped. Everyone just kind of stood there looking at me. So I went to a girl, uh, Cinderella, whose name is Katie. And I was like, come on. And we went right into, you know, you know, and did the whole shoe thing. And the whole entire time, like, the door keeps opening and I can literally see the siren lights. And now I'm like, it takes two. Oh my God, I thought one was enough. It's not two? Dear God. You know, I'm like looking off. We didn't stop. And the thing is, the baker's wife has to literally be on. See, this is where your mom will be like, that girl should slow down and sh- and, and be quiet. <laughs> no, um, this
1: is where everyone else no, is dying. But this is, I can't but, believe this but
0: is But the true. baker's wife stays on for like a good chunk, like yes. 20 minutes. There's like three numbers she has. Has to do yeah. so you don't get a break. And the whole time, I am telling you, I thought she was dead. Like, I'm not joking. And, and, and yet
1: the show must go uh, on. The show
0: must go on, question mark? <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm like, there is no way
1: in... <laughs> Hell, that any Broadway show, if something like that happened, would keep going. This is
0: what I'm talking about when like people in like smaller communities, you know, have too much power, where they think like this is what would happen. it's like, no, no, actually, Equity oh, no. would shut the I, thing absolutely down.
1: not. They,
3: everyone um, would go home that yeah, night. Like exactly. the show would, not, it not exactly. be paused. Yeah, be like,
0: refunds at the door or whatever. Yeah. No, 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 no. We just kept going. Now, I will say that the show kind of stopped. You know, in terms of like we didn't do anything while he got her standing up, but like we did keep going.
1: We cleared the field. We cleared the field. With you know, the injured player,
0: but I was the only one left on stage, of course. So then, like you know, we just had to make sure Cinderella ran on. So I get off stage. I was, I mean, when I think about it, sometimes I'm still like, what if it had gone a different way? What if it, you know, yeah. and and so I, she, this is amazing. She's a champion. She was an athlete. She finished the show, I can't. and we changed the line. You know when I say, I was a, g-, oh no, the, the witch is like, I was a good mother. And she goes, oh, well, or she says, what did I ever do to you? She's like, well, you locked me in a tower, yeah. which I fell out of. That's what she said. She said that? Yes. That's brilliant. And it was brilliant. Um, and the best did part the is die. the review- they were I mean I think they were freaked out the whole entire time again why did the audience these were parents they're like yeah. excuse me we should stop this where yes. were Sherry's parents how did they not get sued I don't know how did he not get fired I mean it is insane but the review yes you know how like it'll be like um like an in bold type before like a descriptive paragraph right <laughs> it literally said hurtled to the stage with a sickening thud I'm not kidding oh <laughs> and God. every time I always mentioned it, it was like Parker despite the mishap turned in a good performance or par- like it was actually critical you know what I mean I was like, Parker was visibly shaken, but was managed to continue. I was like, what is wrong with you? You know? And then it said, perhaps next time, as if there's going to be a next time. There's like three shows, you know? Yeah. Um, she's like, next time, perhaps have her take out a pair of oversized scissors and fake it. Certainly not as dramatic, but a whole lot safer. And I was like... Do you think that I? This was not my choice. People like at school were talking about. They're like, "Oh, here to kill Rapunzel." I was like, "Oh my god, it was not my fault." It, it, to this day, it's like my husband's favorite story. Well, it's one of them, but I he'll just tease me I about it. I can't
1: believe this is real. This, and is, this like, is fully real. This, this is like
0: fully real.
1: This is like what you know, one of those like, uh, <laughs> "Will I have to kill you with this poison tip shoe?" You know? Yes. You know, exactly. Like, pull, pull yes. Pull How pull
0: many it. shoot shots in the yeah. in the shoe and the gun or whatever? Yeah. It yeah, it's Yes. This work. will probably be turned into some sort of. But it was fully real and uh and honestly i've seen that girl a couple times i was doing funny girl down in like the south bay where she lives and she was like t- fully brought it up she's like ah well you know you almost tried to kill me that one time <laughs> i was like oh my god can we
1: please no. not have that be the story that <laughs> yes. i am responsible for the yes. scenery
0: like, yeah oh on. and the, the sound i can't even explain it to you just oh, like yeah. in a like a slow motion yeah but there were like three shows afterwards and every night He had to ride out on the back because there had been no safety. You know what I mean? So that man stood there, our teacher, stood there in the back, like on it to like help weight it down. And then they added weights, but he rode out with it every single time, I guess, just to show his solidarity. And also maybe he was like told he was going to get fired if he didn't do that.
1: Oh my God. It didn't get cut. Like, that's no, amazing. Like, it didn't that,
0: get like, have
1: her stand on this a is chair. is what's
0: amazing about it. There was no equity meeting the next day. There was this high school. Can you, imagine? you know what I mean? Oh, like, can you, the, you the, imagine? If that happened,
1: if that happened, on How do you
0: be like, this tower is not safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
1: no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny because, like, when you're in high school or a community theater and you're doing it because you are passionate, you go to some pretty extreme lengths.
0: Oh, yeah, you're not thinking and the thing is you don't again until you join a union you don't even understand like oh we have any kind of rights yeah <laughs> like, yeah oh we could say yeah no even still Do we, we don't we, learn that Yeah, you but get like a break. yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah let me just getting i remember you know just getting like a 10 minute break every hour and 20 minutes i was like oh yeah.
0: Wow. So it's funny for me now if I like cut myself like during rehearsal whatever. and the way a stage hand rushes to get or a stage manager rushes to get a bandaid I'm like yeah. oh this is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell I... you about let me tell you about Rapunzel. <laughs> she needed more than a bandaid. aid <laughs> Yeah.
1: I cannot believe that there's like <laughs> sirens and and that the fire department shows up and the show just keeps going.
0: Yeah, and you know what was also terrible is that she was a beautiful Indian girl, and because we had a lot of Asian um, uh, students at our uh-huh. school, lots of Chinese students, lots of Korean students, lots of Indian students, and a lot of them were in this show. And when we look back at the video, like, and I, it's had to have been him. Like he wanted everyone to look uniform. I'm not even kidding you. She was basically in such white face. I'm oh not, my not kidding. God. So just imagine what these paramedics see. They get here. It's a tall Indian woman, beautiful woman, with,
2: like, oh God, white like grease powder. paint
0: on, who's like, I fell out of the tower. It's, oh. Just, oh my God. it's too good to be true. It's too terrible to be true, oh, really. kind of but...
1: like, we gotta shut that high
0: school down. <laughs> that's right. Cool. So, Irvine High might have been cooler, but we, that's, we were all where all the action happened.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently. It's my
0: first review. Rough. Real rough. I can't believe
1: that. A review of a high school show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so... You, you, you're doing theater in high school. Did you, st- when did you start getting into the comedy scene? Was it It happened.
0: I, I've literally tried to trace back to this because yeah. sometimes it's, you know, caused issues for me because you have to choose or, <laughs> well, it's been, it's going to be a constant battle. I've just accepted it inside well, me for the yeah. rest of my life.
1: Well, tell me, tell me exactly what you mean by that.
0: Okay. That, the fact that when you love two things exactly the same, right. but they're, they're two disciplines that intersect every once in a while but they are different enough that in order to like go to the very top or to feel like you're at the you know whatever that means you know that maybe should you have picked one or maybe do you have to throw more focus into one than the other and then does the other one sort of you know fall by the wayside and I so I have had to think about it in certain times and I swear to God, it started literally at the same time, because when I did that show at a show, when I did my first recital at SCR, the place where I took um, classes as a kid, I was eight, and they put you through this whole thing, sing, act, move, speak, you know, and you learned improv. They were teaching us improv at eight. They were teaching us, you know, a little bit of music theory. Um, I remember all these women and men, they're all my mentors for life. And we were doing this, uh, you know, 20 minute presentation on a Saturday of, Uh, Like a Little Lulu comic strip Lulu is like an old comic strip Like um, Archie or something And um, Google it Um, (laughs) It's okay I didn't know it as a kid either Um, I mean I remember the song still That's how nerdy it is But I just remember very specifically I wasn't sure that it was a funny bit But I was just playing her friend And I had this song to sing And and it really all happened at the same time I was like I love singing live This is great But then they were laughing And I was like this is really great And I was like done I'll do this for the rest of my life And that's truly that was it Right. And so by the time I think I got to, like, um, by the time I got to high school, I I was literally in my room listening to, I had all my mom's records, so I really was... I mean I guess I'd say for a while it was musicals cuz I did want to I was in tap dance it was like the only thing I could really do I was never very flexible and I couldn't turn um but I could follow choreography very well and I That's could cool. tap up a storm um but uh I mean like I went to 42nd Street like the touring company here and it's not even here anymore Schubert Theater RIP oh, Schubert yeah. Theater yeah. um and I was so into it we sat in the front row and I was so into it that at the intermission spoiler alert <laughs> But you know how they act as if Dorothy has sprained her ankle and they come, the director comes out and he's literally like, sorry, the show's canceled. You didn't know. Inconsolable. Oh, I lost my shit. I was like, (gasps) you know, I mean, it was, my mom still talks to me to this day about this and is like, we paid good tickets for that front row stand now. And the conductor had to turn around and say, Nicole, it's going to be okay. Which (laughs) I'm like, I probably know that conductor now. Yeah. and I mean, people in the lobby were like, "What's the matter with this girl?" It was just like I was so into it and so invested that I really believed that it was over. Oh and um, thank that, goodness that it wasn't. Play but the I play mean, thing
1: really good oh, to it got me,
0: it got me to, to the core. So yes, I would straight up like play. So it was old timey musicals. I mean, I'm talking Mame. I'm talking Filler on the Roof. Yeah. And I just had these records, and I would definitely. Um, act them out in my room and here's what's funny is that during the overtures I would pretend to be in the dressing room getting ready when <laughs> I'm like you would absolutely be ready but some people wouldn't but I didn't know about half hour While I thought you could literally just show up five minutes yeah. before some people try to yeah. um, and then just throw on your makeup and talk about your day and then oh let's all go downstairs after yeah. five
1: minutes <laughs> yeah. that people actually um, say that to me all the time because I come in as the king fair enough 10 15 minutes into the show right people like well you don't have to get there yes places do you I'm like (laughs)
0: Like, those those are the rules I mean it's
1: not that much more time (laughs) exactly just because I'm not in the opening number people think right can you know
0: totally um so anyways the point is while I was like in my room listening to and learning all the words to I don't know your fault from (laughs) from into the words. I was also falling in love with Gilda Gilderad. We had they at, on Nickelodeon back in the back, in the, back day, in the day. Nickelodeon had Nick at Night, and they used to show old SNL for us episodes. And my yeah. dad was the c- 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 like you know the funny guy or whatever in the. Family who sort of was like, here, here's a thing you should watch, you know what I mean? And I was watching Laughing, which again, was the SNL of the 60s, you know, in the 70s. And I was watching Carol Burnett and I was watching, and I, and I have to say, when I think back to my earliest memories, I was like, I'm equally obsessed with Bernadette as I am with Madeline Kahn, but you know, she's a good crossover. Anyone who did both, you know, and I realized she did both, but like, Obsessed with Gilda, obsessed with Carol. Oh, but then I'm obsessed with Angela Lansbury. You know, it, it was yeah. it was literally it happened at the same time. So for me, the best stuff was people like, say, Bette Miller, who I could watch doing both. You know what I mean, being yeah, a body comic language, and being, you ben. know what I mean, and like yeah. being a, yeah. a, a, a co- being an entertainer. Yes. And that's the thing where I was like, I really like being an entertainer. You know, so it's yeah. kind of like that's the con- con- connection. But yeah, I had this VHS tape that was the best of Gilda Radner that. I think every girl comedian at that time had and I wore it out yeah and then was like that idiot who was like doing it in, in choir at high school like do there was a monologue I mean could could I have been it in- thank god it kind of worked out because what else could I have ever done if that's I mean, what I was doing yeah, at yeah 15 you, yeah, so clearly. embarrassing <laughs> um but then I started doing like student council and like we had like one of those large ones where you got to have like 25 positions. I mean, I was the fine arts commissioner. What in the world does that commissioner, mean?
1: Yes. You're, you're hopefully
2: not in up. charge of sex. And
0: this is, no, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my fault, Rory. Um, no, this is like incredibly nerdy. I, my brilliant idea was, I was like, well, we'll have a fine arts awareness week. Like oh. it was uh, <laughs> something that needed to be like it was uh, like mothers against Drug driving or something. Did you all wear ribbons? Oh, no, no. It was better than that. My brilliant idea was that in every uh, respective class, freshmen freshman, whatever you were reading at the time, whatever play you were reading that year, uh-huh. whether it was Hamlet or Crucible or um, uh, what's that one uh, by... Oscar Wilde imports being nerdy. Oh, sure, yeah. We would burst into the classroom and just start doing <laughs> a scene from Hamlet or from <laughs> the oh, Crucible. So God. unbelievably nerdy, and we lo- we thought we were doing guerrilla theater. We're like, yes. this is gonna be so freaking rad. We're just like, run in and do the chamber I mean, scene is, with Hamlin is and his mom theater. it is ridiculous it's <laughs> hilarious you know what i mean i mean that's kind of it, so you <laughs>
1: actually got to do it
0: yes that's i crazy. went and talk to every english class cuz you know how it is like it's a drama kid when you're right. in High school. If yeah. you're in something like French or whatever, and you have a project, do a skit. That's oh, all you yeah. ever had to do, right? Oh, do a skit. And yeah. I think that was my earliest writing exa- um, example. When I'm applying for college, um, <laughs> my earliest writing experience, which yeah. was, oh, I don't want to write a paper. I know I'll do a presentation in class, yeah. so I'll write it. I'll write a sketch. Yeah. I'll write a skit, and then I would immediately learn how I could get a laugh, and then learn the just the musicality of that. And then when we were doing, so yeah, when I was fire arts commissioner, no big deal. Yeah. Um, so stupid. Uh, I, I didn't we know have, I was having a commissioner these, we on the Well, I'm just, this my really security's outside. I have a security <laughs> detail. Um, I would watch everyone during the meetings, and it just happened naturally, but, and also because my mom is a speech pathologist, and she would really teach me about all the different things people had that she was fixing with them, you know, overbites and underbites and lisps, and I learned how everyone has something about their speech. Wow. And it's because of her that I started doing impressions in the first place, but... I didn't even realize I had impressions of everyone until the end of the year when I don't know what possessed me to do it. But as we've already seen, uh, it doesn't take much to have me do weird things. But (laughs) I did like a whole meeting where I played all 25 people, you know, and and that was a combination of a, oh, I can impersonate people. But also like I liked writing the jokes. I liked knowing that this is probably going to hit or this is probably going to get them. So then the next year I did the same thing. I was on council again. I don't know, this time I did like the morning announcements equally as embarrassing. Um, But like did the same thing and so I'm telling you like while I'm loving Into the Woods, while I'm obsessed with this, the whole year I'm watching people and I'm working on my sketch and I'm writing that and trying to figure out what the best laughs would be and, and also not to mention the fact that I was a huge nerd. But I could make people laugh. I was the kind of person that, like, the cheerleaders would be like, "Oh, you're so funny." Yeah, you know, so like, I could hang in the back parking lot with them because, thank right. God, I could make them laugh. Yeah, it was a great there tool. Was no- I mean, it's, Late it's like Bloomer once- doesn't even really like cover it. <laughs> I had braces till I was 21. That's junior in college for the kids at home keeping score. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but no, it's like comedy. <laughs> is a tool for us. Yeah. And it's almost like once you learn that power of making totally. somebody laugh. It is very like, powerful. Yeah. It's high, very powerful. In school, being the class yeah. clown. Yeah. It's, uh.
0: And it was, it was satisfying. And here's another reason why I say it's always a battle. Because in some ways, sometimes it's satisfying in a more fulfilling way when it's something that comes from in you that you created and wrote and you got a response. It's yeah. Like, yes. You know. Yeah. As opposed to sometimes how I felt where it was like. Singing a song, still amazing, but that was more like objective. People could either like my voice or they couldn't. But if you laughed, I knew you laughed and I knew you got me and I got you and I don't care. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it felt even more powerful in some ways. So I got something different from both of them. So then when I could combine the two, it was the best. And I had like two jobs that have done that and I wish that they'd never stopped, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so that when I got to college, I did think, Oh, I'm just going to, I got into singing Hoosiers. But I also got into the com the improv group. Yeah. You know? And it was like perfect. And I was definitely the person who was like, see ya! And I was running from singing coaches to the improv, to the improv group, group, you yeah. know? And and really, again, kind of not doing a great job at either for a couple <laughs> years because I strung out too thin. Sure. That's also not the phrase. Why am I mixing? I think it's either just strung out or spread
1: strung too thin. Strung out, <laughs> drive the train. I spread the
0: train. I spread <laughs> the train too thin. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: I get it. Let me tell I you what. I speak your language. Yeah. But I think that it's, it's interesting because... A lot of times, you know, like I I I'm, I was not bit by the comedy bug and the way that you were. I was in an improv mm-hmm. troupe, but I also had like, um, I had my buddy, James Asmus, who was the comedian, Oh, you know, he was the yeah. comedian. Yeah. Then I, I actually had a friend, my buddy, Nick Lowe, he was the singer. Mm-hmm. I was the actor,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, mm-hmm.
1: and so you kind of like. Decide what you do based on what everybody else does yeah, sometimes yeah totally, totally and I mean you're
0: like I'll fill this role yeah, yeah
1: because you're like oh this is what it must be that I'm better at based on what somebody else is and like Obviously, that's bullshit because you should never be comparing yourself to anybody at all. But when you're in a small pond and when you're in high school, it's like hard not to. So I was like, all right, this is where I can excel. I'll just be a serious actor. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought I was going to be, you know. And then I realized I was taking all that improv and, and singing all the time and, you know. Things just happen. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. You're saying that it was hard for you because you get all this improv experience and you love musicals and you love comedy. Mm-hmm. But at some point, did you feel like you had to choose between one or the other after you got out yes, of college? That's
0: the weirdest reason why. It's right before college. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we would like, you know, go to Second City and, yeah. and, and we'd watch shows, we would take workshops at Improv Olympics. So, all these people. You know During we college. were mm-hmm, wow. we were deep in it you know yeah. like I was deep in it as much as I was like literally g- getting the brand new CD from the store the fresh once on this island CD to yeah. listen to with all my friends but ba- yeah. with Brent back at home you know yeah. um they were just happening so simultaneously and um here's the other problem I found that whenever I was doing the one thing I had start missing the other thing so I basically can't her. be happy you know yeah, what I mean yeah, basically yeah. I'm impossible yeah um except for, again, those few times where it felt like it was in balance. And I was like, that's what I have to find. I have yeah. to find, uh, I can only be musical comedy or I can, you know. Um, but that, and I'd love to hear your feedback on that too, because, I mean, you were in one of the most ultimate musical comedies. And it's like, that's its own thing too, actually. Sure. It doesn't always play by the same rules as improv. It doesn't always, no. it requires different strengths. And sometimes, and the audiences also require something different. And I find that fascinating, but yeah. hmm, more on that later. Um, but I, so uh, at this point I was like, two things had happened. Uh, I had, I made a lot of friends with Chicago improvisers and two of those friends had gone on to this place called Boom Chicago, mm-hmm. which I'd heard about. It was this crazy place in Amsterdam where Americans were going to literally do improv because yeah. everyone spoke English there. And then they were like doing corporate shows and traveling the, the whole European continent. I was like, okay, that sounds rad. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I would probably never get in. And then at the same time, you know, Elizabeth, Stanley, all these other people were making their plans for like moving to New York and how we're going right. to do it. And then this is my senior year, let's revisit Into the Woods. This time as oh. the witch.
3: Oh my god! Oh yeah,
0: it's hysterical. And Hopefully Brent was, was Jack. Down. Brent was Jack, and Elizabeth was uh, Cinderella. Wow. You guys is an all star cast. Anjali Cabral, who's on a show called Life in Pieces on CBS, she oh, was yes. Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. Um, so and and various others. If I'm forgetting someone, I'm so sorry. Um, And I did that thing where I ran myself into the ground. I was doing Broadway Cabaret, which is a a hilariously generic name for, like, the tiny performing troupe within the Singing Hoosiers, which (laughs) Gerald probably knows about. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you got picked to do Broadway Cabaret. What's that, um, wasn't there a documentary about Stage Door? And, like, Skyler is in it. Aston, right? And he's in that documentary. And in that documentary, there's a group just like Broadway Cabaret. I don't Uh, know if you remember, this is very Insider, but it follows them like they're the, they're like the elite group and they start like, like, you know, like, you know, sort of like slacking off and like having all these infights or whatever. And it's literally bravo. I was just like, Oh my <laughs> God, this is, they get to go on the special gigs to like, right. it's like dirty dancing. They go to like the other place in yeah, the Poconos yeah, yeah. and do yeah, the yeah. dance, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so uh, I was doing that. I was doing singing, doing the thing, and then doing improv. And I, I just like I got sick, and I was doing some shows, and like all of a sudden had this random thing where now I was like having trouble singing. Like I didn't, mm. I didn't have as much power. Like I didn't know what was wrong. Here's what's terrible about that, especially. My mom is a speech pathologist who worked with an ENT who saw all the touring companies, the Phantoms, the Jean Valjeans, the Scarlet Pimpernels that went through L.A. Wow. Yeah, or, Orange, or Orange, County, Orange County more specifically. Sure. And so to have your mom know exactly what chords are supposed to look like, I mean, I was scoped from the first time at like 12, back when they had to go down your note. I mean, so it's a whole thing. Um, and so that was rough because it was like, she was so, oh, I felt like disappointed in me and we couldn't quite tell what was wrong. It looked like maybe I had hemorrhage and then it had resolved. I mean, these are all words that are so scary to listen to. If you're a singer, I know that, um, but I, I just, I think in the end, it was more mental than anything. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just became this person who, like, I'd go to sing and nothing would come out. Like, it yeah. was so weird. I was like, but I was going to go to New York. I was going to I really think, again, when I look back at it, I'm like, probably just, probably was just mental. Mostly. You know what I mean? Because they were like, you look fine now, but there was probably some issue. Again, I didn't have the training that I have now. I didn't have any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And... I just kind of freaked out. So, my witch was a very, well, I was giving you a very tentative, unconfident witch for that entire run. It's terrible. Um, also, it wasn't the greatest production. but. Um,
1: well, it wasn't as eventful as your high school
0: production. We, yeah, we were a little too cheeky and on the nose with everything. You know how it's so funny the choices you make back in college, you know, sure. where you're like, oh, I'll do that because they laughed hard and so I'll do it more. And, yeah, you know. yeah.
2: Um,
0: so, anyways, the whole point of that is that. That summer, I did terrible uh, a gig. Not terrible. Look, it was fine. It, it was. It's a grand, grand Lake, Colorado. It's called Rocky Mountain Rep. They, they are wonderful. I love them. It's just that the summer was rough for me for other sure. reasons. Anyways, I was doing that show, uh, and my friend emailed me and was like, "Boom, Chicago's auditioning. You know, but you have to get back to uh, Chicago like in a few weeks and just show up." And I went back to Indiana to like. Gather up my things that I still left there. I just graduated. Me and my friend drove up to Chicago that morning. I got there, and it was literally people that I have seen at Improv Olympic shows, at annoying shows like. People that I was like, I love these improvisers. You right. know what I mean? I was like, I can't get in with these people. And here's what's ironic about all this. I was like, if I get this job, this is great. Because I really was, a, I was very dramatic. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to sing eight shows. I know you have to be able to sing eight shows and maybe my voice isn't strong enough. None of this was right. This was all oh, story I was telling yeah, myself. Yeah. If anyone had stepped in and been like, hey, you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. also you're singing all summer. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but I was a dramatic child. Um, totally not anymore. Um, just kidding. Um, I'm still a child. Well, I mean, but, also
1: the fact that you're so aware of your vocal cords, that you were scoped, that you're so yes, conscious it was, of it. Most people aren't. Most I didn't people, even know what vocal cords look like. That's right, what like they looked like, yes. Until, like, probably 10 years ago. You exactly. Know? Like, until like,
0: a problem happened.
1: Until something which comes up. And until like, later. oh, i got to figure this mm-hmm. out. But you are like, what's well, going Well, and on because
0: there? I had a mother that was in, she sure. probably wouldn't even have suggested it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I probably would have just, you know, waited for it to get better. I yeah. probably just needed rest. Yeah. But because of all that, literally because of that, I was like, well, I'm just going to go. I would have probably already auditioned for it, but I was just like gung-ho. Now, when I got there, I was like, I can't do this. This is like insane. And it was one of the most stressful auditions to this day that I've ever been on because they're like, just be yourself. Like (sighs) be yourself. And also you get like five games to prove you're the funniest, but also show you understand improv and you have to play on a team and not elbow people out of the way. And so ironically, the second day was singing because they do all these singing games. And Uh, I was like, yes.
2: Because musical
0: improv to this day is actually if you want to say my favorite thing it is my favorite thing in the entire world and I could just if I could just make a living doing that then I would do that which but we both I can't. got
1: to be which we both got Off to Book you and you were so amazing oh you were I was so mad because <laughs> I was like I'm so excited to do it and then you were the week before me I was like oh my god I have to follow Nicole you no, were please. so funny those guys are so was, great they're and amazing I love it I'm obsessed with it
0: and it's Off just my favorite thing to do so as I watched the whole rest of the room like shrink you know what I yeah. mean I was like I've got it You know, and I guarantee you the only reason I got in was because, you know, I tricked them, basically tricked them into being like, well, I'll be your singer, you know. Yeah. And I was not the funniest, you know what I mean? I was not the fastest, the most clever, but yeah, I could sing and I sang with confidence and, you know, really overcompensated that way. So within weeks, I was now, in October, I was, was I still 21, 22? I mean, I had to get a passport, I had to do everything, and I went to Amsterdam. I had no idea what to expect. And it's one of those things where I think about it, and I have thought about it, like, what would I have gained by two years in New York, you know? But, man, I wouldn't give up that experience. At the time, it was Jordan Peele and Seth Meyers and Ike Barinholt, um, and uh, Kate Cannon, who uh, wrote all the Pitch Perfect yeah, movies. I mean, yeah. it was... I was truly with the I've most heard, amazing comedians in the Seth world. i heard with Seth
1: Meyers talking about this time and how... Yeah, everyone...
0: I mean, it is a boot camp of sorts you can't even imagine. Yeah. Everyone arrives. I spent the entire year worried I was going to get fired. I, I got there on a Monday. My first show was a Thursday, and it's a whole two-hour sketch and improv show. Wow. And and you are given extensive notes afterwards. How you dealt with audience members. How you shot them down. If you didn't remember the girl's name in that scene. Yeah. How you handled this improv. How you did... Like, it was so overwhelming to me that for me, I was like, when we would get to the musical stuff, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. So now it was flipped because I was like, as much as I loved comedy, I was like using the musical thing as a crutch really, or not a crutch, but you know, it was yeah, my strength. It was the thing
1: that you felt. But see, isn't that so the artist in us to <laughs> yeah. say the thing that you're good at is your crutch? I
0: know, no, yeah.
1: it's what you're good Listen, at. Listen,
0: this was... I don't need to tell you. I mean, this was, and, and there's something wrong with saying Boys Club. It just is. There's always, I yeah, think, just yeah. going to be more men than women no, in talk comedy. About and at it, this it's time, so at this time, it was still very much a thing. Yeah. And you had to find your thing. And I was lucky. Music was my thing. I watched other women struggle uh, because it was the kind of environment where you know. If you're if you you're on time this happened at mad too to a certain extent but like especially with the girls you know if you're five minutes late to rehearsal they'd be like I'm kind of disappointed whereas a dude might show up and he's 20 minutes late but if he's got a good story about a hot Swedish chick and some really good hash from last right. night oh it's good to be a good story. and it's like wait a minute why is that why yeah, you yeah. know and there was that uh, you know difference but I learned really valuable lessons which was you know uh, women tend to be seen as um, Oh, well, like, if we have a problem, it's all we do is bring problems or we're complaining. And it was like, if I had an issue or if I had a suggestion, not a suggestion, if I I was like, I don't know if that joke works, you couldn't just be seen as I don't know if that joke works. You had to have already done the work of like, and here are five suggestions that I thought about so that I have a solution for you. I'm not just complaining. I'm not just coming to you and be like, I don't like it. I'm saying... I have five other suggestions. A, this is my issue with it, but B, I've already done the work, so I'm not. I'm a team player. I'm here to provide answers and solutions. And it made a, it was a huge, invaluable lesson to learn. So what way you're back saying when. is,
1: you learned you have to work five times. Harder.
0: That is correct. You have just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean um, that
1: sucks. That's that sucks. Mm-hmm. However, I'm sure that because you kept pushing and did and you did work five times harder and you knew, you realized that that's what it was going to take is what made you so successful at it and had and you had to Sink or swim right off the bat in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's graduate school of comedy, be, right? I,
0: absolutely. I mean, I look at my—I literally did keep a journal still at that time, and it is. I am so mean to myself. I'm like, way to not get that location right, you jerk! Like <laughs> literally,
1: I am just <laughs> in the so, improv. You in didn't know
0: the where improv, the yes, was. yes, I didn't know what the location was. Um, wait, 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 wait to not. Yes, and that roller skating suggestion, oh you know. My God. Um, and it was the kind of place where you had no choice but to be competitive. It was you were so. Now I will say, I mean. I, so my best friends for life from there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the, uh, most people were very lovely to me. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily any individual yeah. going at me. It was a collective that of energy. That I- if you're not the right type of person, you felt it more. And again, thank God I did the rap game we do every Friday. You know where you where you do freestyle rap. I I loved it. I understood that. I could rhyme quickly. I could do those things. You know what I mean? So I had my thing. And all you had to do was have just one thing, you know? But they would literally do something called Line of the Night every night after the show. I don't know if they still do it. But after a whole two-hour show, he would give you notes and he'd be like, "And Line's of the Night. And there would be ten. And there would be like a number one. And then they put them up on the wall. And there was a score of who was winning by aggregate and who... It- and and literally there were some nights... Of who
1: came up with the funniest lines. Yes. Yeah.
0: and some nights, guess what? You weren't in any of the ten. And so you're like, what do I do? Just go home and be like, so I said nothing funny today. I mean, <laughs> that was where we were at in our heads. Yeah. I and mean, it was terrible, honestly. Oh I would not suggest it as a way to run a theater. Was fight. your
1: high school drama teacher in charge of this? <laughs> yeah, <theater>? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: so it was this... It was really, really hard to you know, build up the thick skin. And at the same time, everyone else was freaked out. Every, I mean, I just love that Jason Sudeikis was there. And I didn't realize yeah. that he was there on loan from Second City because the man was so nice and so um modest that we sat at the bar and I would be like, I'm just so freaking scared. And I don't, he's like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And he was being genuine. But then when I found out later, I was like, he's just here on loan. He doesn't even, need that nervous. Like this is the yeah. easiest thing in the world for him. It's like breathing. Yeah, And so... You know, by the by the first year, it was a little better, and then I decided to say second year. But what's so funny about this is I was what twenty three, and I had started emailing with people like Brent specifically, yeah. and they're telling me about what's going on in New York, and I'm just like, oh, I am running out of time. I have got to stop living in Europe for free and oh, getting paid and god. traveling I'm everywhere. Twenty three I've got to get to Broadway. My life away. It's like you idiot! Oh my god, you could have yeah. stayed three more years; yeah. it would have been fine. Yeah. You oh, know, dude, it's so
1: funny. They're, they're so. I mean, even now, like, don't you? You still have to. You know that we're not 23 anymore. What? I mean, we're not. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, no, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with kidding. all those children in Hamilton. They're so young. <laughs> oh, I, dear Lord. Kids. Oh,
0: well, I loved it when you said that's so how I felt on tour with Wicked. of oh, like people, yeah. going, I'm doing a pirouette down the hallway, and I was like, Shh, I've gotta get to sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No, they're 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 very young. They're all like mm-hmm. right out of college. Yeah. And I keep thinking about how. I got out of college and thought time is passing by so fast and I, I'm it's too late yeah. for me to yeah. try this or try yeah. that or do you know. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, everything was kind of set in stone. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, that's not true then. I know. It wasn't true then, it's not true now. You know,
0: that's a really good lesson to sort of be like, don't make the same mistake you made back then. Like yes. you still should be saying that because anything can happen at any point and and that's a really good lesson. I've never heard that take before. So I, thank I you always for that. Ta- I like I always, that. I
1: always, I always like, think of 10 years ago, Rory, and think, right. oh, you were such a fool. Yeah. And then I do the exact You're same thing about now, now yeah. because I'm yeah. like, well, now I'm old. Now yes. this is set in stone. Yes. But that kid, he should have realized yes. he had his whole life in yes. front of him. I'm and the same time, way. and you can,
0: yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's I have right I had the whole now. world in front of me. Yeah, right you when, know, when you 10 thought it's years over. years from
1: now, I'm going to still be able to grow even ten yeah, years from yeah. that. So my husband it, says
0: as I say to do the same thing with pictures ten years ago. I'm like, oh this is my skinniest. He's like, ten years from now you're gonna say, look how good I look now. And I'm yeah. like every time I'm like, oh look how I look. He's like, you're ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Um
0: but yes, that is a totally good point. And um So you're feeling I, the I, and I understand your... look when kids that age now talk to me, I don't I try not to actually get mad at them because I realize they can't hear it. You can't hear it without no. perspective. I just say I get it. Yeah. I totally get how how serious, I, how and, and when, they, they, when they also say they're feeling they're getting old because you know what, guess what, a 24 year old, that's the oldest they've been so far. So yeah. that is the oldest that you are. 24 yeah. is the oldest you've ever been so of course it feels old. Yeah. Of course. Um. So, Especially when
1: you have the new responsibilities of you have to feed yourself. Yes, right? that's that as really well. Big, that, and that's the thing I didn't think, ancient.
0: I was just like, and at this point Seth had gotten SNL and at this point I can, and Josh, Seth's brother had gone on to get Mad TV. So then again comes this thing of like, Oof, what do I want most? Like, oh, I really love SNL. But like, and I feel like I could do all my music stuff and my impressions and whatever. Um, But Broadway, you know, and, um, and also I was like, I'm so behind now. I've missed out on two years and I've been singing in literally a bar where men, Dutch men can smoke cigars in front of me. So how, but again, ironically, like I'm not thinking about my voice because it's it's been working for me for these two years and getting me through everything. But yeah, traveling to the most unbelievable, I mean, I did the weirdest shows. I did an improv show on a speed train in Germany for like (laughs) five Germans who didn't even speak a language playing a guitar. Like on it, when ning 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 is like going by, you know what oh I mean, and like German yeah, announcements, yeah. you do finish that job, and you're like, I can do whatever, you yeah. know. Walking but anywhere it's in what really bothers me. This is very personal. What really bothers me is, and I, when I've had moments of trouble and like felt down and out, and talked to my friends from Boom specifically, they'll be like, they'll be like, all you ever talked about was wanting me on Broadway. And it huh. bothers me because I'm like, did I get this all wrong? I was like, if that was really what I wanted. But that's just my lizard brain going, whatever I'm not doing, I want to do more. You right. know what I mean? Still, though, it shocks me because I don't remember saying that. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like, I don't remember that. People but if holding I, up a mirror to you. Yes, what they're you like, that's all ben. you wanted to do. And I was like, really? I was like, but I was a comedian with all you guys. And you're like, no. You know? And so, <sighs> well, yes, no, no, they're not yes, saying but, I wasn't. Yes, they're just saying you wanted like, to do this other because, thing. Because, but...
1: Th- th- look, I'm just gonna say it. You don't have to say anything right now because I know you're pretty modest. Uh-huh. There aren't many people who can do both, Nicole. There just aren't that many people who can be the kind of comedian and have the comedic chops that you have and can also sing fucking alphabet. <laughs> All right. I don't swear very much yeah, on my we'll podcast. Get to, I love that, that you that
0: chose to do it before Alphaba. <laughs>
1: that is the truth. So what oh, they are saying nice. is they're like, they know that you singing in their improv, they're like, holy shit, <laughs> this is a Broadway caliber performer improvising with us. So yeah, I mean, like you stood out as somebody who was like, I love Broadway. I want to be on Broadway. And they were like, well, she's definitely going to be on Broadway one day. Which you were,
0: so
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but thank you for course. all that. This is
0: very sweet. I mean, but, and but that is at the heart of the thing, right? That I constantly come up against, which is, I think people either see me as, oh, you're like out here. I'm the comedian that uh, that does Broadway, and like right. how amazing. They're excited yeah. just about that. I go to New York, like yeah, Broadway, big deal. Oh, you do improv, yeah. You know, and you go, uh, who am I? And it's right. just this. It's just. It's just this thing, and Alphabet's a a whole thing, which I'll get to in a second, but um, I, so I left, so yada yada yada, I left and immediately went to New York, and what was so funny about that is, and I was living with my friend, and it was so cute, I remember Brent Real literally sitting down and giving me just a history of what I'd missed. Right, he was playing Brooklyn for me, and I was like, "What's happened since I've gone? Everyone's belting A's. Like, belting what is going up. on, Ma?" Right. I was like, "Oh my God, I can't do that." And he was playing me thoroughly the minor millie, and he was like, "Here's all the things that. Here's what you have to sound like now." I was oh like, well, "Jesus, I don't sound like that." Um, and I was very scared. I was like, "Oh, maybe I, I..." just felt so out of the loop. You know what I mean? So I started doing the non-equity auditions, and and what I found was, again, I was so loose and free in terms of like what I was doing in rooms, and just be. Yeah. When you've done the stuff you've done of Boom Chicago, you are very less fearful of things and yeah. willing to try anything. And what confused me is the first gig I got was a comedy gig, and it was literally doing impressions. For a pharmaceutical company, I think it was Pfizer at Walt Disney World, and all of a sudden, I'm dead broke, and I was flown down to like the Walt Disney Resort oh my to just entertain these pharmacists what, for what a week. Imp- so,
1: did you have your set impressions, or they it said,
0: was, What pharmac- they wanted was American Idol impressions. Was when it was all the rage, and I did a Paula Abdul, and then, but it ended up just being me. They're like, "So you're just gonna?" So yes, I did have to kind of essentially write a sketch and it was just this dumb thing where they each got a like a, a, like a, a stereo to listen they split up into groups. It was like team building. Sure. All the stuff I used to do, I mean I taught half of Holland Dutch businessmen how to do like improv games. It was like two <laughs> years of my life I was okay. literally teaching like Chirt, guys named giert, to like <laughs> oh yes, okay, I am gonna tell a story one word at a time, you know. <laughs> um and uh, and so that was not new. Again, that wasn't weird to me. I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, I'll do this." You know, yeah. I, I did a show one one time for like people that were actually kind of on ecstasy and on drugs at, at with Jordan Peele. We literally were there going. We cut the show in half. We were like, "We're not staying." <laughs> so I mean, when you've done all these things, you yeah. know. Um, but I remember like I was interacting with like a goofy. I had a goofy and a Mickey, and there were all these rules about them. Oh my god, Disney has a lot of rules about their characters. Yeah. Um. So I did that, and I was just like, "Huh." Because, see, now all my connections are in the comedy world. Right. And now I was going to UCB and, like, just guesting with them. And that's when I started with Baby Wants Candy, which is um, a, a musical improv group that yeah. Jessica and Zach still perform with. Oh, nice. Um, and I was like, that felt comfortable now, you know? Yeah. So when Mad TV came around and became an option... Um, it was strange, because I was like, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, because uh, I still want to do that, right? I was like, it's not SNL, but Mad TV's in California, and I've been gone for so long. I could yeah. be back with my family. And at the time, three of my friends from Boom Chicago had now been hired there. So it, at that time, it was like, "Oh, that's my buddies. Right. Um, and so Jordan and I, and Keegan, actually, were the three that got from... I, I knew Keegan, too, a little bit. Um But it was really weird, you know, because they they helped us get the audition. But then you still had to go through like the five auditions or whatever. And I didn't know a thing. Again... It was a weird way to get into TV. It felt like by accident, you know what I mean. I was like, "It's how it happens, right?" You're like, "I'm here to do one thing. I got a job doing another." Yeah. And again, I yes, I peppered it with singing. You know, I did Celine and I did Britney and Ellen and all those people. Brilliantly, and, <laughs> I love
1: it. <laughs> you keep me. Oh, oh, it's
0: uh, this big accent. Oh, well, no. Um, uh, you... mm, I'd love to take a pass at some of those Celine sketches. I'm so much. It's so much more accurate right now. Uh, and I'll. <laughs> and then tears ten, ten years from now, I'll be like, oh, I was doing yeah, a horrible yeah, scene yeah. impression. Um. But, like, in terms of, like, a test, I had no idea that testing was a thing. So I just thought it was yet another audition. Yeah. And testing will never be the same again because it's a test like no other. You get to do your own material. So it's not just one or two scenes you go in and and you this is when you test for the network executives right. who never for people who don't know that and it's terrible and they never laugh. In this case, it's not like, "Oh, there's my scene, I did it and it's over." Yeah. If they were laughing in the middle of it, I added some jokes. They don't know. Right. If it was going well, I added a uh, mega or whatever the heck I did. You know right. what I mean? I was like I was like I get to do everything I can do. I get to leave that room feeling I was like, well, I left it all on the table. There's nothing I, I yeah. you know, didn't do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every test since then has been so remarkably disappointing. Not only because I didn't get it, but because I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. I was like, I just walk into a room full of people and I just do my shtick? Great. It's not that you intersection
1: know? Of, of what you talked about before of, right. of getting to write it and have yeah. the ownership and that feeling yeah. of making them laugh because and I mean, you wrote it.
0: I say all this realizing how incredibly lucky I was and privileged. Uh, it's only become an issue It's an issue I did not consider at that time. I am saying those things with hindsight. At the time, I was just like, I love both. It's always going to work out. I'm going to do Broadway. I'm going to do this. You know. Whereas the only reason I say about it now like it's a problem is because work stopped happening uh, for a couple years Mm. and I started thinking, well, that's probably the problem. It's it's only trying to identify um, something I still have going on inside, Uh, not because I was uh, upset at the time. At the time, I was like... I'm gonna live forever, and I'm right. gonna work forever. Right, um, and neither is true, uh, but uh, and that's okay. Well, yeah, um, it's, it is okay.
1: It's also like I've talked about it a few times on this podcast that the uh, difficulties of early success, and I know that like you certainly paid your dues by going to to Amsterdam, but you, yeah, but
0: I uh, it was but fast and lucky.
1: Yeah, like you you yeah. were in uh, a network of work. That like really brought you to mad TV mm-hmm. and you're in this, not a bubble, but you no, are you supported are. Here's, in like, yeah, this,
0: this is, is the next is, steps. I don't recommend it. Here's the problem. When you, and I see it happen with people my age who have hit that same thing. And I, I'm not trying to be in a judgmental way. I'll just, I'll recognize it. I'll be like, I know where you're at. Right. Because why wouldn't you be like this? You literally kind of think, I figured it out. Right. You go, it worked out. Right. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was this good and I knew it was going to be this easy. Right. You know, and you're like, I did it. Right. And it's such a unfortunate lie, you know. I mean, for some people, they just continually work. I mean, because that's the other thing. Uh, well, anyway, um, the whole point is, uh, I I got that job, and uh, again, went through a process of like not really knowing what I was doing. I still relied on music a lot, as you'll see. It's like all the music videos are me, and I loved writing them, and they were my favorite thing. Yeah,
1: um, and you were amazing and are amazing, Adam. So it's like, of well, course.
0: Thank you. But but, so the thing that came up was the Martin Short show. Yeah. And that show, honestly, is the show I could do for the rest of my life. That show was the perfect intersection...
2: Of the two
0: things that I love to do. Yeah. And it made so much sense. Like everything made sense. Because it was me and Brooke Shastman. It was people like me. Weirdos who did a bunch of different things. We were good at these different things. And people like Mark and Scott and Marty who just wanted to showcase that. And I was like, I've died and gone to heaven. You know, like this is crazy. I can't believe that someone finally came up with the show that I want to do. Which is do your impressions. Sing a loud, loud, sing a big song. Do a sketch, do a character, and that was again. That was the audition. You know, that it was, was like before do... or
1: after Mad TV.
0: So this was complicated. This was while I was on Mad TV, wow. and what n- no one knows. Why I would anyone care? But nowadays, I would like have insta-storied this, and I think it would have been very interesting. Yeah. Is that it was a huge big deal for me to do it. Dick Blasucci was the um, he was an old uh, writer from SCTV, old friend of Marty's, and the showrunner at Mad TV. Oh. The only reason I was able to do this was because of Dick. Yeah, because. Obviously, I had a contract with Mad TV. I was now three years in, I think, three or four years in. Yeah. Which is, again, crazy that I was on that show for six years. Again, that's a bubble. I mean, talk about a bubble. But at the same time, I knew. I was like, I'm never going to work on TV again, which is a terrible attitude to have. But I was aware I've been lucky. You know what I mean? I just had this feeling. I don't know. I was like, I feel like I got really lucky. And this town is tough. And I can tell it is because I would go on a few auditions. And what a gift to go on a few auditions or even, say, do stand-up, which I did for a while. Doing stand-up, knowing you have a job to go to, is not the same as doing your five minutes when you are dead broke. Yeah. Like, those are the real heroes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I did stand-up, and yeah, I did okay, but I, my stakes were not high. Right. And so that, and also going to an audition, and then coming to rehearsal and being like, you guys, I had this awful audition. I could tell, Oh, that's probably different when you don't have the job to go to. Right. Um, so what happened is there was a workshop of Marty's show. They were fine with that. But then when it was going to go to Broadway, it was going to open in August, and
1: right, when you would start, start in March. Start. We did
0: like three different tours of like three different cities. I don't know why it was rough. Huh. And that, because it didn't do well on the road and fully changed. And it was a whole, that was a whole other podcast. Okay. Is that? Okay. But um, the point is, I didn't realize that, again, this is being young. I was having the time of my life. Everyone else was miserable. Um, like it was a very tumultuous time for almost everyone in that cast.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we had a blast together, but like the show wasn't going well and, but you know. Um, and, and and I had to agree to this and I had to pay for it all myself and I could because at the time I was I was doing well. Yeah. But in order for me to open on Broadway they're like here's what you're going to do for 6 weeks in August, starting in August, I would do the shows. And on Sunday afternoon, I would fly to the, uh, uh, go to the airport, (laughs) fly to the airport. No, (laughs) I go to the airport. My mom would pick me up late at night here, take me to my apartment. I would do like camera blocking on Monday for um, Mad TV. I would do the reading, the table read on Tuesday. I would take a red eye on Tuesday night. I would do the Wednesday matinee and the Wednesday evening. Sometimes I would turn right back around and come back here for Thursday or alternating weeks. I would get to do Thursday taping, pre-taping. And then Friday I would fly back oh so Jill Abramowitz my understudy did the two shows I would always miss and I remember when they brought in the calendar I was gonna say yes to anything I was like this is Broadway this is my Broadway debut this I'm not gonna give this up but I'm sure when I look back at it I might not have had grace about it I'm sure people were like you're a twerp you have a freaking television contract and I'm like you're busting our balls to try to do this Broadway show right. and it's when I think about it I'm like yeah probably could have when I look back I might have been embarrassed about how it because you know I was very I was very dramatic about it, right. um, but well, I was it's a, it's a, I was only, big,
1: when things are coming to you all at once like that. Sure, and it's but I mean, dream. it's like
0: boohoo. But I was emboldened by the—I was only emboldened by the fact that all the other writers of our show were like, "This is great publicity for our show." Wait, this is great. So the fact that I was only getting pushback from basically one person—it yeah. was that's what made it a bummer. I think probably if everyone else was like, "Look, kid, this is the breaks," I'd be like, "Okay." Everyone else was like, "You should do this. This is amazing." Yeah. So that's why I was a little bit emboldened yeah. by it well um, and
1: i didn't get to see it but my husband did he did gerald he saw oh you my in God. it and he he actually he's a huge martin short fan he mm-hmm. still talks about that as being one of the greatest broadway experiences he's Ugh. ever had and yeah. he he came but he's an insane person he came dressed <laughs> as clifford you know from <gasps> Martin Short's yes yes he had, like the little dinosaur oh, and,
0: i love that
1: yeah oh he, well, he's a lunatic <laughs> but um but no, he he talks about it like it was one of the most brilliant, hysterical shows ever. And, and so many people do. Like, it was a big success in terms of like, in terms of like a show on Broadway. People oh. loved it and they still talk about it. It's like, so funny
0: because I did not, we did not think that. And it was always going to be a limited run, but yeah. everyone had the sense that this didn't work. Huh. You know, the reviews weren't great. It uh. was right at the time of Spamalot and it was in the same vein of, um... You know, an ironic poking fun at business type things, sure. which has come in and out of fashion yeah, over yeah, the yeah. years. And so it it didn't, it unfortunately didn't get, it was either ahead of its time or way behind its time. It was one of the two. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And yet, and yet, yes, I get great feedback from it and people loved it. But again, I didn't care. I was meeting, again, this is literally not to drop names, but Marty Short literally knows everybody. I mean, yes. you were... I became one-on-one name basis with uh, Steve Martin and Eugene Levy and all these people that come in. And, you know, he had a Christmas party here that we all thought we'd died and gone to heaven. I mean, literally everybody. I sang like a Christmas carol to Steven Spielberg who was sitting on the floor in like a Christmas sweater. It was insane. And the other danger with that is people talked to me and act around me like, get ready, you know? And I was like, yeah, man, this is it. But what I learned, and this is the tricky thing about Broadway is that, you know, and this is when I do teach, I don't want to like, totally be too cynical but I think it's important that everybody knows back in the day when I was listening to my records I was like I just have to do it right one time I just have to get to it one time I just need the one show and And this isn't groundbreaking what I'm saying I'm sure other people have said this on this podcast but I do find it amazing that it's not like it's not like other jobs it's not like I just had to get into that law firm I just had to do the medical school and get you know even though all that that stuff is much harder uh, in some ways cerebrally certainly Um, but but, you know you have to get in the right show and it's not even just like the right show. It has to be the right role or it has to... And then if it's the right role, but then it closes early, like, it just has to be a a sequence of so many planets aligning yeah. that no one told me. So I was just like, well, I did Broadway, so... I'm good, right? So now Next I'm in one. Broadway, but I Where had to I go, go back to my oh, TV show. Boo! Yeah. Fuck you. That's my one F. That's my one. <laughs> that's my one.
2: Um,
0: you know, and it was like, okay, so I went back, and so that the show was still going on with yeah. Donna Vivino in it. When I was when I and I went back and got to close it in January. But that's the whole reason I got wicked is because I'm trying to go fast because I'm talking so much. You're um, fine. You're fine. Okay. No time um, limit. Okay, good. Um, but don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the whole reason I got wicked, which is really backwards about because there was a wicked parody. In Marty's show. Oh. It was this ridiculous song that was like uh, Marty's funeral. He imagines his funeral happens. Right. And it's like, the lights have dimmed on Broadway. And it's like this whole thing. Yeah. And we come out in like a witch hat and a whatever. And at that time, I hadn't seen it yet, which was weird. But I just hadn't seen it yet. And um, like it hadn't come to L.A. yet. It was in Chicago. I think it had just started because this was like, what, 2000. 2000- Four or five, yeah, I want to say. I think it say. came out in
1: 2003 because and I So I don't think I L.A. had
0: started. I didn't year. see it on tour. At the time, you literally couldn't get a ticket, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was doing a show, but I was aware it was such a big deal. I was nervous when Julie Murray came to see Marty's show. I was like, oh my God, she's the current one. Like, she yeah. was doing it on Broadway at the time, excuse me. And um and Bernie, Telsey, who cast both shows, he was there one day when we were doing like a sound check. And he was like, you should do the real thing. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It was a huge joke to me because I really... Um, here's the backwards thing. I didn't, uh, vocally, I felt strong. I felt good. Um, and I wasn't like nervous about singing for my Broadway debut, which was, which is weird. It's important because of how backwards what happened next was, but I was more worried about being funny and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you also have great perspective because... I totally did read the reviews because I didn't know about the time back in the day that you were Not supposed to, to or yeah. message boards. Right. And um, I didn't know. What did I know? Sure. The internet was uh, new at the yes, time. Yes, yeah. And um, I was like, "This is the people online are talking about stuff we're doing? How great? Yeah.
3: Um,
0: and I remember this is another amazing lesson in youth and just in experience that I remember going to Scott Whitman on opening night, and I was like, I just hope that they don't say something like, Nicole Parker ruined it. And he wasn't trying to be um, – condescending it was like oh it's so funny how you think that you know that that it lay, rests on your shoulders because I look back I'm like no it didn't it's like this yeah. was all on Marty like this is what you learn about people when 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 they're the stars that like their heads on the chopping block, the the writers and the, 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 you know, someone's not going to write about the twerp who did one song who nobody knows, you know what I mean? Unless it's like a breakthrough performance, which it wasn't. But literally, you know, it's just having that perspective and also then realizing what a gracious man Marty is and how how he let us play and how kind he was and how he would also be Uncle Marty and give you advice sometimes and give you tough love, you know? He's such an amazing human being and also a child. I mean, like, this yeah. man on stage, like if we had a slow audience and they didn't laugh and I'd say a line, he'd whisper into my ear, I hate you tonight. <laughs> on, on stage. On <laughs> on stage. And when I came back in after that. Donna had been in it and then they would have like another night where like it was a matinee crowd. Cry, he'd cry, he'd, cry, he'd yeah. be like, yeah.
2: oh, Donna used to get a laugh
0: on this <laughs> line. Right He's the funniest man on the planet. Yeah. Um, so... It was just, um, it, it's weird when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, what a dum-dum to think that I would have something to do with the success this year. You're, you don't count well, you, yet I, and it's okay. No, but yes. you know what I mean? It's like, you yeah, need to learn how saying. this works, especially in New York City. Right. Like there are names that are going to be written about and, they're th- and they know it, you know what I mean? And this is why it's good to learn. This is why, this is why the pressure is so incredibly intense. And again, mm-hmm. why it's so amazing when people can be graceful under that pressure, yeah. like he was, is, yeah. um, but I also watched him obsess over a tiny comedy bit and like sometimes you'd think he was um, crazy for it and then I'd huh. watch and he'd always get the response he wanted. I mean most of the time, you know, there was a reason for everything he did and so that was like another I love boot that. camp of Getting sorts to if you wanna say.
1: Like like him work because when yeah. you get you when you you don't realize they work yes oh my god oh my god
0: and there is so much work and agonizing it's the agonizing that goes into it beforehand yeah and you know you could just say whatever Marty, it's gonna be fine it's like no he sees it as a science and a math yeah. which it is, it is truly especially if you want to do like sketch like yeah. sketch you can actually teach it you know you can teach all the theories and the math I mean you really can teach it yeah um and and so recognizing that was really cool. But um, yeah, I went back to MAD and I'm just talking now. I don't know if this is what you want to hear. It's exactly um, what, so but I, you
1: went back to the TV show after you had I Yes, I had like, to.
0: I was un, under contract. Not, but, right. but now the only issue was at this point they fired a lot of people, uh, mostly my friends. Okay. And we had some rough uh, years. There was a writer's strike. That happened. Right. It, was, uh, it was a weird time. We lost our studios. So now we were like shooting literally like by the LA River in as many locations. I think that I could,
1: came, I think Beth, and I came to visit you,
0: and was oh, Paul still. That's there? right. Yeah, he would have been still there. Yeah. So well, I that was that was in the good days. That was the that was the heyday when really it felt like college. I mean, it, okay. it was like all your best friends, and what a time because like it really is like theater because you know because you've done yeah. uh, multi camp shows you know where it's just like it, it is the best of both worlds. Yeah, you're kind of getting your live theater aspect, but you know you're getting paid more than yeah. theater people do. I think I was um, I wasn't
1: not in it, but I was like. On a set during, I think it was two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, Frank
0: oh Caliendo um, yeah uh-huh. doing
1: a uh, George W. Bush like the <sighs> debates. Oh, it was yeah, something about sure. the debates, right? And I'm, and Beth and I were like in the audience.
0: Oh, really? Uh, like
1: extras? I think they just were like oh, we need that's people, awesome. and so we just sat. There.
0: That's was a hilarious. Long you can see my album. sister and mom in so many sketches, oh, really, and right? it's fantastic because they are. Acting people giving they are you. giving it to you they Not are reacting the to shot. whatever they're it is adorable um so uh what happened is is i um i went back and i kept on thinking about like people kept on saying you know thing about the wicked thing and i was like i just don't know and so then i listened to the cd and i was like ugh you know and i'd sort of try it and at this time i didn't have a um a vocal coach I was going to regularly. Cause again, you get, this is the funny thing about working is that, you know, I kept knowing I should probably work on whatever the next job was going to be. But you know, and I We're and busy. I would fly, and at this time I would fly back and I auditioned for everything after that. You know, yeah. I flew back, I was definitely doing red eyes straight into like a morning audition, which I don't do anymore. Yeah. It probably was not something I should have done back then, but it was all I could do, you yeah, know. You're gonna it's go. It's like for it. I'm like in LA one minute and then the next minute I'm this barcher's making me stand on a chair while I sing I'm in love with a wonderful guy, because it's a test. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, called the chair test. I didn't I didn't pass all it. Right. Um so uh uh I went to Chicago to see um, one of my friends, uh, Spencer, Caden, who was the original little Sally in uh, Town*. Oh, was yeah. on Mad TV for a year. Oh, okay. And I'd always loved her. Again, we had Chicago Comedy Connections, and she's like, oh, I'll get you tickets through Anna, because Anna Gasteyer was now doing *Alphabet* in right. Chicago. And that was literally what sealed the deal. Again, it was a weird moment for me, because I was like, when you said people don't do what I do, I mean... I will say that there's certain people, and I feel like there's not many when I can look at them and be like, I look to you as my guide because Anna right. is someone who, when I saw her, I was like, I recognize you. Yeah. You studied in musical theater. You studied classically, actually. Mm. But you're also a comedian. And it's like, I wish we'd ever become better friends because I would have asked her a thousand questions and be like, could you please be my mentor? Could I sit at your feet and do what you yeah, do? Yeah. Um, and when I saw her do it, I became obsessed. I was like, okay, I, I, if she can do it, I can do it. I think I yeah. can do it. Also, I didn't know how... Funny the role. I didn't know how funny the show was. I yeah. hadn't seen the show. I was yeah. like, like an idiot. I was like, it's like being like Hamilton is all is is a lot of rap and it's very clever and it's about history. Like it yeah. was, I felt that dumb. You know, like
2: discovering something.
0: You guys, there's this thing called Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like that person. Yeah. And I was like, I became obsessed. So here's what's interesting. Is again. I didn't know the internet was new. YouTube was just coming out. So what did I do? I was in my dressing room at Mad TV, and I was finding anything I could about Wicked. So mm. I, I'm one of the bad people. I yeah, didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, here's a video of of Eden Espinosa singing. Oh, I decide I like Eden. Eden's rad. I yeah, can't be yeah. like Eden, you know. And I know all these people, and unfortunately, I'm able to see that people write crap under all of these videos so now i'm like oh 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 okay maybe i should <clears throat> avoid that and that kind of sucks so wait yeah. a minute these people have no control over this and then i was like okay i guess i'll put that to bed so then i just became obsessed with the soundtrack again but it's important that i had the knowledge of that that it was out there yeah um you
1: have to avoid that especially when you're it's different when you are doing a uh, tv or film yeah Maybe more so film. Because if somebody's going to say something bad about your performance, you already did it. Yeah. It's done. But when you read reviews or criticism oh of a God. show that you're in, like, you have to do it that night. Yeah. So even if it's good, you're like, it, it can throw you. Oh, because please. you're kind of like taking Absolutely. in more cooks in the kitchen of your head. 100%. And so it's, it's um rough. But here's yes, the interesting it.
0: thing. I used to... That happened with Matt a couple times. You know, you get like yeah. fan mail or you'd read like that mystery. What's funny is, again, comedy and music, it's very different. When I would read something about how they said I wasn't funny or like a sketch wasn't funny, I'd be like, screw you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Voice, totally different. Yeah. I'd be like, maybe you're right. And I find that interesting. I don't know what that's all about. Um, but mm. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, alphabet because... Um, I So, yeah, they came out here and I auditioned and then it was like a months before I heard. And at the time, they were starting the San Francisco and the second national tour. And I promise you when I'm telling you, I was hoping for standby on the tour yeah. because I was like, who am I? And I knew, I did know that every girl who'd done it so far in New York had done it somewhere else. I mean, it was right. a farm system at the time. You yeah. definitely like... We're understudy, then you were standby, and then you know. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea. And I'm not yeah. saying that the team made a bad choice, but mm, like, <laughs> I was really shocked. I was dead shocked. So far, shocked. the theme here
1: is you're shocked every time you get something. <laughs> you realize that.
0: Um, you know, the only thing I wasn't shocked about Marty's show. I will huh. say that was the height of my confidence. You're I remember like, being oh, really nervous about real the house. final audition, and I had a moment where I was like, "You got this." I was like, "You go in there." I was like, "You're going to do your impressions." I was like, who's doing Ellen right now? Yeah. You know, I yeah. was like, I was like. No, you're funny. Like yeah. that was the one time I like snapped myself out of it and I was like, No, you got this. Yeah. Never to return again that confidence. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, well, uh, I've had it at other times, but but it, it definitely was never as that was the height of it's it for rare sure. That because I was in my element. Like yeah, I felt like I, I felt like there's nothing that I feel like I can't do when it comes to this job description. Yeah. And that's hard to find, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. the only other thing the only other job that was like that was Funny Girl, where I literally was like, Okay, my whole life makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh funny girl So you get um,
1: You got Alphabot on Broadway
0: I got Alphabot Broadway, Broadway that, And you were shocked by get, that Which again I was shocked by that And what's funny is I had just left Mad TV Because it was um, I was supposed to do like Six more episodes And they had a shortened Truncated season Which we later realized It was because They were going to cancel them oh. I got Wicked I remember my friends Like Ike was like What? You, what? Like no They were like Are you kidding me? And we were freaking out, and then, like, two weeks later, my friends were still on Mad Call Me. They're like, yeah, we're at this restaurant if you want to come. Um, we just got uh, canceled. They're like, so people were like, hey, is there, like, a, how about a monkey? Could I play one of them uh, Fly Monkey gigs? Like, can you, can you, you? get, <laughs> because I felt like a a real genius. I was like, whew, got out of that in time. Yeah. I'm going to jump into this. Um, but what was a little weird about it is, um, and who knows, maybe this will seem like an excuse, but I, I, I immediately, it's that thing where like, I don't know that I ever sang it for the first few months with as much confidence as I did in my audition. Hmm. Because again, until thoughts come in here, until hmm. outside story comes in, you're fine. And then all of a sudden, if a story comes in, like I'm the first person to do this on Broadway without having done it before, this is probably a mistake. Or sure. or I'd run into people at the, because now the LA company was here and I went there to train with, um, with the music director there. Okay. And people's reaction was, understandably surprised because it really was the first, you know, and I'm not saying this cause I'm any great, I'm literally on record saying I thought it was shocking too, but they were like, Whoa, you must be good. And so the second you say that to me, I'm like, Oh, oh what great. if I'm not? Yeah, you know, it's pathetic. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was different being in a stuffy room. All of a sudden now I'm singing wizard Nights it's like, oh, it's not quite like when I was in that echoey audition room and I had adrenaline and oh, now I'm feeling weird and oh, yeah. now I'm listening to myself and now I'm judging myself. Yeah. And also, you know, unfortunately, I had sort of a similar thing that happened back in college where all of a sudden, like, my voice is feeling funny and I have had acid reflux issues. Yeah. And I went in. This was, like, weeks before I was supposed to go. And I still, again, wonder if, like, I should have gone to a second doctor. But he was like, oh, it looks like you had some sort of a hemorrhage. Now it's healing. But you should not. You this should, is in college or before? Should, no, Wicked. this was literally happening wow. right before okay. I was supposed to I leave see. for New York to start rehearsals. I see. And I've never told anyone this, but who cares? I mean, it all worked out, but um, but but this was a very difficult way to start. He was like, "You yeah. should probably go on vocal for two weeks." You know, you should probably you know delay your arrival in New York. And I was like, "Oh God, like I'm I'm damaged goods." Like I'm arriving, and again, it's so mental. Singing yeah. is so mental. Not yes. only performing, but this is a this is a physical, physiological thing that you're doing, and especially if you're doing it eight times a week, the sports psychology that goes into it is very interesting. I mean, like Alpha is the one time I did feel. It was the one time this theater nerd felt close to being an athlete. Yeah. You know, because it is you are so most mental definitely an athlete. It is so mental, it's astonishing. And I just hadn't learned that yet. Because yeah. like if you compare that to what I was doing in Marty's show, we weren't idiots running around being idiots you know there was yeah, yeah. no discipline there was no, no i have to warm up the warm-up this is a fun detail brooke seshmanskas his warm-up was going down the stairs going nah, 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 nah. and i was like what is that he's like do you really want to know he's like it's in songs from a new world which he was in he's on yeah. the album i know you suddenly and he's like as long as i've got that oh then i warmed up i love, I love that, that so much anyway sorry brooks um <coughs> but um but yeah, it was like I arrived nervous. Feeling I arrived like you were scared, injured. and that is not the way to start a show. Yeah. And I had myself convinced that. And then on top of it, I had to fly back um, three days before. This was already set before I got um, wicked. I was in this dead habitat movie called Funny People. Please don't look it up. Please don't look up the scene. You won't even be able to find me. You won't even realize that it's me. You would okay. be shocked. Okay. Um, not proud of it. Uh, but, uh, it, 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 was became one thing, it started off as one thing, as an extra bit, and became, uh, what I'm saying is there's a scene in there that was not in the script initially that I kind of just had to end up doing. I see. Uh, it's like, I'm not naked or anything, but it is <laughs> a, it's a sexy with Adam Sandler that my husband to this day doesn't let me, uh, live down. Because ah. it's, uh, crazy.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and... I had to fly back to shoot one tiny scene and I remember it was like 3 in the morning and Judd was literally like, Hey, you're starting on Broadway soon. I should get you home. And I was like, haha, yeah. Fully got a cold on the way back. I knew I was going to get sick. Yeah. So I was like sick. <laughs> I had a cold. Yeah. You know, on the first day and I remember, you know, you, get, wait, you get just you, your put in. You
1: but you, you get your put in, but if you were sick, you can say, I'm sick.
0: No, it was just a cold. Forget it. It wasn't. An, I wasn't gonna not do it.
1: And <laughs> the because, tower's Down. Well, Let's keep the and show going. Exactly.
0: Well, and here's the other thing: is that now I'd say that because yeah. I've since done it on tour and realized there's no gold medal for pushing yourself that the I didn't know. Who was
1: like one hundred percent? Guess what? For, they won't notice.
0: Um, no, I didn't know Did any you, of that. I, I know
1: you have like this certain. But, you don't want to look weak either. You don't want like no. a, when you're getting the job. You're no, like, oh, I and I'll
0: tell up. you again. This began this confusing thing of. Now I'm seen as, I, I will share, again, I shouldn't have seen this, but this was the last time that I read a message mm. board. And I'm sorry, but it's too funny, so I'm glad I did. But yeah. they were they, there were some fans that were like, this is ridiculous, they're already stunt casting Bell. like they put a TV star on. And someone rushed to my defense and was like, whoa, Nicole Parker is not a TV celebrity? And I was like... Okay, that's an interesting way to defend me. It was so brilliant. It made me smile. Well, Um, I mean, I think that,
1: you know, there's no way... that, Like, when the stunt casting that gets annoying (laughs) is when people are sacrificing their show's integrity or whatever sure. the talent for somebody who can't really do it so that they can sell tickets. Yeah. And I think that they're saying, you know, because you were on TV, yes, but yeah. you cannot get that part if you can't <laughs> no. do it. It's but, just not possible you wouldn't say, do it. I
0: will say that people, more than one person, and I, let me say, that... Family there, the, the, Wicked hires such quality people yeah. that no matter with if you're which company, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They hire the same kind of quality people that you're like. All everyone should have their own one woman show, one man show. Everyone's a genius. Yeah. Everyone's a comedian. Like everyone is brilliant. Um, and so at first they had perceptions. I love all of them, but I did get more than once from a couple people like an an assistant stage manager, like I'm very impressed, like because I came into rehearsal and I had my lines memorized. But they were just like, yeah. it's hard when you're like I danced to maim in my bedroom at 8 but you are literally not seeing any of that you're going I'm so impressed like we didn't know what to expect getting someone from TV and I want to be like I'm not tv yeah oh my god i'm not from tv i was right. singing hoosier like, right that mushroom pizza dream. and i saying like, yes this has been like, it really confuses you. you're really like wait yeah. a minute like why are you seeing me that way i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it right and then you're like oh i get it i'm not in new york and there is a thing if i does, don't appear to have been in new york pounding the pavement and putting my dues in like i fully get it i fully get that it appears that i just you know sauntered on in right and so it was weird so like the way it all began was very strange yeah. and um
2: I so remember my, my put-in like was the day that yourself. Sully
0: landed his plane in the Hudson. Can you believe that? I finished the show and they're like, there's a plane in the Hudson. And oh my
2: I my have to say, it
0: was probably the least interested party in all of the country. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I went and cried in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't do that ever again. That was the hardest thing I've ever oh done my in my life. I'll tell you what, when you watch, because you, you shadow the person before, yeah. you know, you go in and you're, you you stand backstage, you run around following the alphabet. And I did it again on tour three years later. It was the same thing where you watch it and you're like, I mean, no one looks more badass when they're Elphaba. I'm not talking about myself, but like they've just finished No Good Deed. They are in the zone. Their eyes are set and focused and they're taking some water. And I mean, you're like, you're the coolest person I know right now. My hat's off to you. You're so rad. Yeah. You know, but when you're watching it, knowing you have to do it, you're like, Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I did it three years later after I'd done it 200 times. I was like, I can't do it.
1: Yeah. Um, I had to so follow finishing... Groff around for two weeks and it's not like it's right. the same thing. No, but, but it's... you watch, you watch Groff, he would, we would, he would like so, you know, effortlessly just walk around, just be like, hang out. And we like just talked. Yeah. And then uh, he'd be like, oh, I have to go on stage you now. Let's go, mm-hmm. go down to the stage. I'll show you mm-hmm. where I walk out, where I get the scepter and how yeah. I hide it under my cape and all this stuff. And he literally is talking to me and I'm like, oh my God, you got to go. You know, I'm in my mind. I'm like, you have to be on that stage in 10 seconds, nine seconds, eight seconds. Stop talking to me. And then he just walks out like it's no big deal and the crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, my God, how am I ever going to get to that place where it's just so easy and effortless? Mm -hmm. You know, do it 600 (laughs) times. You're like,
0: (laughs) I got it on lock. Now, now. I'm
1: like, oh, is there a show tonight?
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm doing this in my dressing room right now now. in between entrances. Yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah. You watch
1: that person, and you're like, "How am you're I ever going to?" You're
0: do in it? awe. You're in awe. This is a very nerdy thing to say, but it's and it's very specific. But there are a few things I love as much as being backstage on a Broadway stage, and you're talking to the person, and they're a person, and then a matter of five feet, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're in a magical world, and yeah. you are still here in your street clothes. Yeah, but they're literally now living a different reality, and they're just they're doing something awesome and you're like wow within the space of five feet is just like a portal into magic I don't know yeah it, it, few things give me the chills like that I freaking love it anyway yeah. um so I did my first week doing alpha was so crazy because you're like I guess I'll go to like collapse I don't know that's how I was when I did all those flights you know what I mean I yeah. remember thinking I can't do this at like four in the morning the first time and I went you know no one expects me to be able to do this so I'll just go until I can't and you know I did it And this time I was like, yeah, I'll just go into like can't anymore. I mean, I can't even explain the adrenaline of like Hmm. (laughs) you guys (laughs)
3: I'm
0: drinking (laughs) Um, before the doors pull open, you know, I mean, it's just like I in some ways I will say there are so many jobs I've done since that if I'm like stressed out or in the moment or it's a tech week, I'm like, it's not as hard as I literally will say that. And I'm like, I remember the first night. I'm like, nothing's as hard as that. I was like, I can do this. I can do it doesn't mean that I've never been afraid since or whatever but things do get a lot into perspective after you do that part and so it was a little bummer a bit of a bummer because like at the time the fans were still very much I mean it moved on to so many other shows since then Spring Awakening A Book of Mormon and you know but at the time uh, that was still sort of at the area where people were you know filming in the front row and you could see them and that was weird for me and People at the stage literally said things to me like they would talk about who they were pulling for to get the role instead of me. Yeah. And someone went, you're getting better. (laughs) And that really shocked me. I was like, Oh God! You can say that to my face. Okay, I thought yeah. that this was just. I thought if I avoided like the I, internet I
1: avoided and the then the fan rudeness, mail, you know, for
0: Matt TV would come in, but then it would be other people and it'd be like, I've seen some of your YouTube clips and I know you got off to a rough start. And I was like, Oh my God, I did! <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I thought I was doing okay, and so even though I tried to avoid everything. And this, yeah. is, this is something that sounds like it's fake. But, you know, I promise you the Into the Woods story is real. Unfortunately, that comedian <laughs> father. Why am I comedian? Well, he's out of the picture. So really, uh, I had no choice but to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That man uh, emailed me. And I shouldn't have opened the email. But he, he would email me about twice a year. And he emailed me a cut paste of things that people were saying online. Not a joke. So unfortunately, what? I did read the meanest things said about me. Um, Wow. I mean, I stopped at a certain point, but like at that point, you're looking at a car accident, right? Yeah. And it was. Terrible. It was it was my alpha experience. He's like, Well, I can't find out anything about you because you don't talk to me. So here's he's dad of the year, you guys. Uh, he was like, so apparently I can only find out things on the internet and apparently it's not going so well. And and you know, he didn't cut and paste, I should say he was saying things that were I don't think he would know how to cut
1: and paste. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was Um, just trying to. He was like, you know,
0: it's too bad. They're saying that you have no business being on stage, they say you have no business singing, you know. And what's interesting to me is it was my second Broadway show. So you'd think yeah. That the first time around, when I was out there doing the spoof of Wicked, yeah. that I'd be nervous. I wasn't nervous at all. I was like, I belong here. I'm a singer. I've sung all my life. I trained. I did all this stuff. And now, this is the most dangerous thing that can happen to a performer, is if you, like you said, start to believe the story around you.
2: Right.
0: Which, again, we start to end up, ha- if things go poorly, if we have a tough year, you know, while things are going well, the story doesn't, beca- only a story we're getting told is everything's going to work out. Right. And so because it's such a mental game to that role, it was, I mean, my problem was not vocal and my problem was not physical. Everyone has a story and a scar from that show, but mine was purely psychological and emotional yeah. because it was like, how do I go out there now thinking, imagining that? And we're talking probably five people. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's also yeah. hundreds of people there that hopefully enjoyed themselves. They seemed to. Absolutely. But, you know, we only care about those five people or those imaginary people what without I've also faces. Learned,
1: like, look, if, if there's an issue with you as a performer, you don't get to come back the next week and not because of the audience, because yeah. of the people in charge. Yeah. And so you kind of have to just put your you trust, trust that's right. in the, the people, people who put created you there. the damn that's thing. That's right. That's right. And they know yeah. Yeah. what is working and what's not. That's right. That's and why
0: when I say, why did they put me in at their, well, they yeah. knew better than I did. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also, you
1: know, the, the, what you're talking about, those two, the difference between little me and between Alphabet is oh fame becomes me. Oh, it's oh I'm sorry. So I know, sorry. but Little fame Me is a better me.
0: name. It so was supposed sorry. to be called If I'd Saved It, wouldn't be here, which is ten times better title. But they went with Fame becomes me. Anyways, so go on. sorry, Fame becomes oh, me. Oh no, no, sorry.
1: So So um, the the difference between those is that you were creating the thing with your friends. Oh, that is a huge difference. It, of and course, And you're stepping into something that people take as. Bible as like what? yes 100%. As like sacred material yes and so you and know,
0: you are compared to, I feel like yeah. if you if it was a di- sorry I totally interrupted you no
1: no it's fine I'm just saying that's that's exactly what you know Book of Mormon compared to me going into Hamilton is. exactly it's sacred text both of them mm-hmm. but I got to be the one who created the Book of Mormon one and
0: and so no one gets to decide if you were doing it wrong because right. this is the first time they're seeing it right instead of you're doing it wrong compared to blank person or
1: what I listen to I would get told I held my suitcase
0: weirder than that other girl, or right. I did the so and so riff, and I would not know what they were talking about, right. and I would feel like for a fan they'd watch me and the behind me. You know, it's almost like that diagram of caveman to man. Yeah. Behind me is Stephanie Eden. What it's literally yeah, yeah. A, the list of all the girls walking behind me, sure. and I'm getting compared against all of them, yeah. which I understand, you know. But like, um, yeah, you can't compare at all to the feeling of like, well, you've never seen this before, so the way I decide it is is the way that it is. Yeah, you know, and. And I get that. And let me also say, oh, so many fans were amazing. And the letters you get, it's a, it's, it's a true honor to do that part. It's a straight up honor to do that part. Oh, yeah. It really is just because of what it gives you as a person and, and the other people that you meet. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, you know, and I learned uh, such crazy lessons. And you learn that you can push yourself further than you thought you could. And that, you know... Um, It doesn't matter about those people. It's like... I met gracious, wonderful people at the stage door. I mean, there's this story that my husband reminds me always of. And we still refer to it. Um... Because it was a good turning point for me. And it was like somewhere in the summer. And it was like a Girl Scout buyout or something. So we just thought it would be an easy Saturday afternoon, you know. But they they were kind of dead. And I think it was because they were raced around through that backstage tour. I think they were exhausted. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So excited. So amped for Wicked. Yeah. And he came in afterwards. And I was just, you know, the thing. I'm not even going to go out there. Whatever. I'm not even. (laughs) (laughs) Poor me. And he's like, just go out there. You should always go out there. And... There was this perfect little girl. I'll never forget her. I don't even know how she knew who I was. And she was blonde with a pink uh, raincoat with white flowers. And she had Down syndrome. Uh-huh. And she looked right at me. And she was like, hi, Alphaba, to hug me. Oh. And her mom goes, this is Rosie. And she goes, and we've been talking about Alphabet and how is different and that's okay. And she looked at me and she went, I'm different and that's okay. Uh- <laughs> and I went back in and I told everyone in the theater. We all started crying. And uh, literally to this day I'll be complaining about something so and stuff to be like do it for Rosie you do know Rosie. and that's just what we say you know it's like do it for Rosie yeah. Um, so yeah by the time look I made, it was it was great by the end again friends for life Allie, Mozzie and I became best friends we grew up 15 minutes apart from each other wow. do you know how many Elfos and Glindas are from Orange County it's a little really? creepy Stephanie Bloch, Yeah. Eden Espinosa <sighs> me Aaron Mackey uh, Allie Lindsay Mendez I'm telling you, that's already seven. Wow. And then if you want to talk California, you're talking Teal Wicks, you're talking Marcy Dodd. It is in... That's weird. It's a little bit weird. That's weird. Um, So, and we were all there at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am very glad that I got to go do it on tour again that was like closing a chapter that was an open it was like it would i'd be like making dinner in my kitchen in LA and i'd be like oh, still stuff i got it i would put on this is nerdy i'd put on defy gravity just karaoke and just Sing start it. singing i'd be like i still got it and i'd never finish cuz guess it. what no guess what i'd be like so if you oh fuck that i'm going to keep making dinner i was like i don't have to do this i'm not getting paid you don't have this to. is not my job i'm not yeah. going to do it um but it always bothered me and by that point i had a new vocal coach who's changed my whole voice he's reshaped everything he's amazing and um, it just came up and I'm very lucky that Allie was going to do it. And I, you know, reached out to them and was like, I think you're having a switchover. Could I do it? And I'm so grateful that they said yes. And I got to do it in cities where there's less pressure yeah. and, and on, on tour, there's less pressure, you know? And I was like, I get what people do normally do it the other way around. <laughs> uh,
3: sure.
0: If I had my druthers, yes, I would have done that. Cause I think it makes sense. You need to get it in your, there is no way. The first time you were ever doing it was on Broadway, and now since they've had other girls do that. Now I'm not. Lindsay did it cold, you know, and hats off to them because it's hard. But I mean, um, but truly people didn't even know who I was really in New York. They didn't remember me from Marty's show. I didn't have a fan base of any kind, you know, and it gets in your head, too, because some Elfies have like developed a fan base that have clever names. And I'm like, I don't have like the Parker... The Parker Wrights, or I did, maybe I don't have a name that works that well with it, but <laughs> but I always feel like a bit of a failure. I was like, I don't have a group. I don't I'm have a
1: Parker.
3: A... Well,
0: oh, calm down. <laughs> 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 will you hold the monthly meetings? maybe Fine Arts Commissioner. I will. I'm gonna find
1: Rosie, and we'll get <laughs> yeah. together. Anyway, I I feel like you have so much experience. I've, we've never... I didn't
0: mean for this to be a self-validation pod. This has been well, very, it, this, this is... has been very empowering, Rory, but well, I don't think it was
1: the But point. this is, no, I'm, I'm, I, it's funny because I, when I asked you to be on the podcast, you were like, oh my gosh, no, you should have other people. And that is I can't true. think Accurate. of a person who I would want to have more on it because of all the different life experiences that you've had and mm. because of how successful you've been in more than one thing and, um, you know, to me, that is what quote unquote living the dream is, is constantly figuring yeah. out different ways to do that and be creative and you've done it and you continue to do it, you know,
0: still it's, trying, it's you know, remarkable. I just have no other skills. <laughs> that, I have to that, tell that you, helps. I love that you call it living the dream because I don't know if you, that's a fun little fact. Rondi Reed, who was back on Broadway Morable, She was Morrible when I was there. It was yeah. first Jane to shell. I mean, they're both the most amazing women I've ever yeah. met. And on Saturday nights, we would sing a song and it was living the dream. Yes, I'm living the dream, <laughs> living the dream on Broadway. And Ronnie probably still sings it every Saturday night. That's so amazing. I love that you, and you know, that was also part of it. We constantly like, we singing that song to remind ourselves, Absolutely. you know, um, yeah. you yeah.
1: sing that. I mean, that's, that's why I call it. This is because it's, it's not, uh. Uh, as inspirational as it sounds no no there's the no
0: exclamation it's, point living the dream. if it was exactly there's no exc- There's yeah. no punctuation Yeah. so that's what's very smart about it well, it is actually, not living the dream exclamation point I started
1: part. it with not being capitalized and uh-huh. my husband was like that just looks too weird and unprofessional <laughs> when it's like listed on on Apple yeah. iTunes so I, he was like you have to capitalize it it looks like a terrible mistake but I was like I just don't want I, I mean it's like a black and white profile I was like I don't want people to think I'm like living the dream no it's
0: perfect I you, you fully get it It's like living the dream. I mean, it's just like next week I'll have to go to, uh, I have uh, several Mormon in-laws, which is a whole thing we can talk about later, where I will inevitably be singing in front of 60 people.
3: Yeah.
0: uh, Wicked. Because that's what I'm asked to do. And that's what I have to do. Yeah. And then someone will come up to me because I don't know any of them because there's so many of them. And they'll be like, I think I saw you. It was uh, last January. And it always kills me. And I'm like, (laughs) I was in the show 25 years ago. (laughs) But what I always do is I go, was she good?
1: Yeah,
3: with uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you need if, to have your stock lines.
0: Was it a bad it was someone else it would have been another oh, study. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't me. It was not me. It was not me. And um, that's the perception, right?
1: Yeah. No, I mean you you and you, you have to have your stock lines because you do get the same things over and over.
0: Well, thank you so thank much for you. validating me. I, I my goal is to not feel like an imposter in in either one of those worlds and uh, you made me feel a little less you're like not an imposter an today. An imposter.
1: I know <laughs> I know what you're saying, but you are loved in both and that is just the curse of being so talented. Oh, boy. The curse of being able to be to play in both playgrounds is feeling like you don't belong to either. That is right. But that you is. Do. You
0: nailed it on the head.
1: You do. You belong Ooh, to both. You. And uh, you're going to be... You're just gonna be continue to be successful in both, and I'm just really excited to get to like sit down with you and talk with you for this long. Like know, that's such a delightful. treat because we're always like passing know, and we know, know each other through people. But um, this is
0: the kind of talk we try to have at a dinner party or at a loud bar, yeah, and it just wouldn't work out. This
1: is li- and it's literally why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> to
0: it's it's, it's, save your voice. It's well, smart. <laughs> I save
1: my voice. Have my conversations with friends one on one. No, but you know, it's just like you never get to talk to your fellow actors mm. about. The business or like what you're going through and, and it's helpful
0: this podcast i think is genius and it's helpful i think to both fans and artists alike i mean it really like i said it's kind of where i got the idea of like don't decide that you know right. you know it's like you hear things and it, you feel closer to everyone and you feel better good your podcast makes people feel better well, certainly made me you. feel better today
1: good well, thank you so much.
0: Um, thank you for having me. And next time you should have Sherry Mulavie on She was Rapunzel.
1: She Got was it. Malavie. I'm going to get the de- I'm, I'm actually going to do a 10 part series <laughs> yeah. investigative podcast style. on Serial Style <laughs> on the Rapunzel tragedy.
0: That's good. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.
1: Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream.